0: Amor veut tout son nombre et moi n'importe point de l'eau. Madame Mongeux et tout le monde sait la vision moderne. Hello and welcome to the show and our first episode of Love Month. J'adore. My name is Oodles and love is a battlefield. Joining me today, just wrap your legs around these velvet rims and strap your hands across my engines. It's Gadget.
1: Oh, yeah. Excellent reference. Love that song. It's all right.
0: The way to her heart is this, I think. Give her two in the pink and one in the stink. It's Candy.
2: <laughs> Bonjour. They call that the
0: shocker. I think he's cute. I know he's sexy. He's got the looks that drive the girls wild. It's Stig.
3: I love you.
0: (laughs) If you want his body and you think he's sexy, come on, Sugar. Let him know. It's
3: Biggie. (laughs) I should not bother with my uh, wrestling references just blank <laughs> everyone's just blank <laughs> it is love month
0: but before we get into the show please consider becoming one of our sexy and incredibly cool patrons to help us divide and conquer the podcasting world details are in our show notes but mainly check out our website modernescapism.co.uk for more exquisite content and links to everything we do check out our youtube too and don't forget to review the show also too faff too curious is back it's oh, back it's- in your ears oh yeah we've also got we've also got uh, last of us hey. spoiler series it off as well Deep Dive Lounge is back everything's back this is
1: it and remember, we do this because we love you and remember if you want to listen to Faf Too Curious you do need to be a patron it is a patron absolutely. exclusive absolutely and it's you, worth it yeah and you can listen to the, <laughs> listen to me have a rant about it right yeah fuck
4: oh fuck oh, off
0: he came back with the power of family oh god
1: Oh, I remember it all, Tom. Oh, it's about time. FUCK OFF! <laughs> oh my god, if you fucking submitted this, in year four creative writing, your teacher would slap you. So, what do you think about him flying the car into the uh, helicopter? I mean, it's dumb, but not the dumbest thing they've done. Flying their cars out of a plane? That was pretty dumb, although, you know, Roman suffered. So, how, how about how about climbing out of and then running on the top of a bus that's falling off a cliff? Oh, so fucking dumb. Ding!
0: That is editry at its finest. Editry. And now <laughs> it's time for Biggest Breaking News.
4: Oh.
0: You may already know, but he doesn't, because it's time for Biggie's breaking news.
5: As revealed recently, E3 is back, baby, but not with the big three, because apparently Xbox, Nintendo, and Sony won't be part of it. Get the, the cow three.
1: three.
5: Get yeah. the cow <laughs> I mean, it. All it's... three of gaming's first party console manufacturers have decided not to return.
1: I mean, do their
5: own shows instead.
1: It makes sense. They can put on their own show for less than they'd have to pay to be part of the E3 show. Because so I think people yeah. people lose sight of the fact that to have one of the keynote addresses, you have to pay to be there. You have to mm-hmm. pay into the Entertainment Expo company or whatever. It was I do called. love how
0: this E3 still has a, a hold on people. Like. It's n- There's not been any 3 for like five years.
1: It's gone, mate. It's, gone. it's not a thing. It's just I'm not so a thing. We've got everything else.
2: I was te- I was tempted to get a ticket when I heard it was back, but no, thank God.
1: You mean yeah. you? D- you mean you yeah. don't want to go into the LA Convention Center to watch an Ubisoft presentation?
2: Not so much. No, I mean it doesn't really tickle <laughs> my fancy that.
1: To no. sit on YouTube oh, yeah, and, and watch Bethesda, the
5: Bethesda. <laughs> Bethesda probably won't be there either, will they? Except part of uh, Xbox. Yeah, no they one's going to be did there.
2: Or well, I think they're doing another one. They're doing a Starfield one, like a Starfield specific one, but I think they've done their main one. They might do something like another show around sort of June, July ish, I think.
3: Yeah, I don't it's think just it's-, gonna <laughs> <laughs> it's just going to be Eater and Ubisoft.
1: It's just going to be empty.
2: The big hitters. It's all in the game. I mean, it, it,
1: Devolver will probably do something ridiculous. Maybe they'll take the piss out of the fact that no one's turned up for it this year. But as usual, <laughs> Devolver aren't there, are they? they? They have their own. They do it in the car park.
0: Yeah, exactly, which is even funnier. <laughs> But I, I think I, I, I prefer the method of just these state
1: of plays and these, um, uh, these directs. I, I prefer it. Yeah, I prefer I'm, it. I'm, I much, I much prefer it. Like it, it, we get news more often because, like, like Sony have done the Nintendo model of doing like three or four of them a year. Um, now Microsoft look like they're doing it because they had that developer one last month. Um, yeah,
0: so like like, yeah. like nerd conventions aren't dead. You can still go to Comic Cons. You can still go to EGXs and game comms and all sorts of stuff. They're not dead. It's just that big commercial
1: E3 juggernaut. It's just not a thing anymore, and I'm not sad. I think it's ironic that the last E3 was the 2019 one, which was the first one they opened up to the public. Yeah, and caused a (laughs) pandemic. And caused a pandemic. EA caused COVID. Oh, yeah, E3 caused COVID E3 yeah uh, Disclaim it. it We don't he mean that EA did it EA didn't do that I'm just <laughs> just putting that out there That was a slip of the tongue That was a slip of the tongue But E3 definitely did it <laughs> <laughs>
5: <laughs> hmm. Next Next up Thanks to the success Of The Last of Us TV show Sony have gone all out On their next one That's right Twisted Metal The TV show you've <laughs> asked for <laughs> Not. Filming on the series finished last year, but it's now um, in post-production and it stars Anthony Mackie, Samoa Joe and Wilson Arnett providing some of the voices. We've known the adaption has been around. Uh, it seems like it's only a matter of months away. Probably, probably hear more about it later in the year. We can't What's moan about this anymore. That?
0: We can't moan about this anymore because look what The Last of Us has done.
1: Sure, but who's asking for a twisted metal
0: TV of course show? Because we can moan about it because
1: there's <laughs> been a twisted metal game be... since the PS3. Twisted <laughs> well, Metal Black's really good. I, it's good, but I'm, there hasn't been a game since the PS3, is what I'm saying. Such a yeah, weird IP true.
5: to choose out of anything they could have. Cheap, out, like Killzone. They're probably <laughs>
2: just grabbing at anything now. They're, they're going to. There's going to be a bum fight for all the uh, IPs that are left after the success of the last. Yeah. Killzone.
0: It's not happening Killzone is not happening Nobody wants it They can't even give it away I want it (laughs) Hence it will happen Well you direct it then I was saying Why don't you get The funding out there Biggie Yeah You can use the patron fund Yeah you can use it To cast it Star in it Fucking script work. You can do the whole thing
5: Oh I can do that Later on You'll probably think I can't
1: Biggie is John Killzone
5: (laughs) (laughs) John Killzone yeah Taking it to the (laughs) Hellcast That's his surname, Killzone. That is his <laughs> one, isn't it? You know
3: what's quite funny is that in a, in a time gone by, that that would have been like what they would have done. They would have made yeah. the character mm. like called him John Killzone in like the early
5: two thousands. Oh
0: yeah, absolutely.
3: I always thought Master Chief was called John Halo for a long
0: time.
5: <laughs> Steve Halo, actually. Stay Steve.
0: <laughs> Trent Killzone is Killzone. <laughs>
5: Next next up, EA's Motive Studio is apparently interested in exploring Dead Space some more, presumably God. with either a remake of Dead Space 2 or a new nightmare entirely. Speaking to uh, GQ, Senior and Creative Director Phil Ducharme and Roman campos Yes, were asked whether they had ideas for the future, to which Ducharme responded, for sure. It's I hope that we have. There's interest on my side, and I think on Roman's side, you can see his smile here. In exploring Dead Space more, there are ideas, that's for sure. So I think it's going to happen based on the success of the game, I think.
1: Absolutely. I mean, I've, I'll go into it a little bit in the Nexus, but I've been playing more of it, and it's fucking brilliant. If they did a remake of Dead Space 2 and then did a good Dead Space 3, I'd be all in for that. Mm. I'd rather them do a different take, a different <clears throat> part of that I universe. Just,
3: I was just going to say this. Are we just are we getting into a bit of a malaise of just wanting yeah. and getting remakes now? Yep. because cat. Let's just have new games in that because they know they sell, yeah. don't they? They know they remakes do, sell. God of, God of War was like a they took a concept and made something new out of it. Do that, I'd prefer that. Yeah, I think uh, I'm not going to say that Dead Space is bad or anything. And the new Resident Evil looks no, great. You can't and go Rezi, wrong with Resident Evil Space two and, too, and three though, were though. were great remakes. Like, but those games now, like Resident Evil, look like shit. So uh, but you've, got, got, you've got to remember, remember as sense, well. But I can play the Dead Space Evil, on playstation if i want
0: yeah with the Remains. resident evil 2 and 3 remakes they were doing that in tandem of resident evil 8 and 7 and stuff like you know what i mean They were mm. still focusing on a brand new story so it's yeah that I re think, engine had a lot of um breadth to it didn't it had a lot of you could you could mold it and stuff like that so
1: i think they could definitely definitely do things to adapt dead space 2 because dead space 2 is very linear and very actiony like if they Ooh. if they did a lot it's the best one no, it is the best one. I'm not saying it's a bad game in any no, way, shape sure or is. form. But the, um, they could do a lot of the stuff that they've done with the remake that they've just put out and like make it a bit more of a exploration game rather than just a, like, a straight line from straight to start to end. But they could yeah. also, like say, take Dead Space 3 and actually make the game maybe that um, Visitor wanted to make in the first place or not do the stupid multiplayer shit or the building your own weapons or the microtransactions or any of that bullshit. Or, if they I wanna, want
0: them to... Um, if they
1: want to keep the co op, make it fucking work because me and Stig had a hell of a time staying connected to each other when we were playing it. Oh, <laughs> frustrating lit- to watch.
3: I literally like got kicked out of the game in the middle of the last boss. You did. Uh, I was like, no! <laughs> I was like, at least let me see the end of the game. <laughs> I want them to
0: do a uh, Dead Space Metroidvania, please. Atmospheric...
1: Two D. Well, maybe not The thing is, this this version of Dead Space that they've moved just released is very Metroidvania. It's very sixty nine ninety nine pounds as well. So
5: <laughs> it'll come down. Yeah, it better do. <laughs> better do. Next, further news from Ubisoft: forty staff staged a strike in Paris, at the development studio, around fifteen percent of their workforce. They downed their tools last Friday, following calls by unions for workers to take action. Staff held a meeting in the cafeteria um, where the company builds games around the Ghost Recon and Just Dance series. According to a worker who was present, the discussion included talk on the current troubled state of Ubisoft, the pressures of crunch, and plans for future strike action.
0: Good luck, comrades. Good luck. I mean, the Mm -hmm. French know how to strike. Mm-hmm. We said that last <laughs> time, didn't well
2: we? Well known for it. Mm-hmm. Strikes yeah.
5: are pretty popular these days. I just, I just wish him good
0: luck, and I hope it goes well. Yeah, massively, and also mm-hmm.
2: fuck
1: mm-hmm. Eve's Guillemot. up.
0: Yeah, God, oh yeah, <laughs> Oh,
1: sacrilege. See, see, seeing as, seems as the reason for these strikes came out because he blamed the staff and the company for not doing enough good
5: work. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. Next Speaking of more issues, EA and Respawn have quietly cancelled a single-player game in the Apex Titanfall universe, according to um, some people. EA will try to find new positions for the 50 people who are on the team, but will lay off those who can't be placed. Now, I mean, Titanfall 2 was the dog's bollocks. It was awesome. And if any game deserved a sequel, is that?
1: Yeah, me and Stick are going on a sympathy strike for this one. Um, it oh, fucking
5: devastated.
0: I cried on stream playing that game. It's so good. So good. It's
3: so good. It's so inventive. It's one of the best first-person shooters I've ever played. The multiplayer yep. is great. Like it's so much fun. It's one of the best it's mech games ever. Yeah, everything about that game is good. And what? We didn't get anything. Didn't I, sell. Didn't, didn't sell. Right, it didn't, yeah, but didn't, didn't they launch sell. it like in between COD and Battlefield? Yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah. It fucked it up. So they fucked
5: up it. They fucked it up, and then it was about twenty quid within two weeks of it being mm, launched. Yeah, oh, I'd
0: love, I'd love it's someone madness. to just like buy the IP and oh fucking come on! I'd take a
4: three. I've
3: never day. heard a single person who's played that game and said I didn't like it. I think it's yeah. flawless. That campaign, it's it
1: is it's absolutely it is. brilliant, awesome. It's a it, it's a perfect six hour experience. Every level does something new and interesting. That the time travel level is just it, it's it's. Unmatched. Oh, yeah, so good. Yeah. I like
0: that. I like that level when we were all like rallying together on them planes, and we were all that was hanging the well. planes. Yeah, yeah.
3: Like, fucking yes, let's go.
0: Well, I mean, every I mean, t- every I mean, time people mex. talk
3: about Titanfall Two, I'm like, I really need to play that again. I know. I? have like, got mm. too many, too much other stuff <laughs> can, to play. You but can like, beat it in
1: an evening, though. That's the fucking yeah. I could it. of it. Yeah, I could but beat it on, on Sunday, list. couldn't I? It's on. It, it's on Game Pass as well, so it's easy just to install on your Xbox and play at 60 frames a second.
2: Oh, perfect! Yeah, I
1: played the first one, and I mm. was just a bit lukewarm with it, so I just never went back to the second one. First one first doesn't one, have a it was campaign, different does it?
5: Experience. No, it's just yeah, no. You'd Honestly, love it, Candy. It's it's so good! good. Mm. It's so good, Candy. That
0: stream I did of it, I did the full full game, didn't I? Two, I two sessions, it was like fourth. F-
2: I do two remember sessions, the crying. Like that. I think, yeah.
0: And I were crying at the end, <laughs> and I remember gadget like screen grabbing it and like look at this guy crying over robots, but I want not have ba- <laughs> bathing proper.
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so
3: sad. So yeah, good. BT is the best boy. Best boy. He's the best robot. Oh. The best
5: mech. You'll cry, Candy.
4: not
1: cry. Next.
5: Next up, Final Fantasy VII DLC is coming to, yes, Power Wash Simulator, because you've asked for it. <laughs> the Midgar special pack will include the Hardy Daytona Clouds Motorbike from the iconic Cityscape sequence, as well as Tifa's Bar 7th Heaven, and guard scorpion, the first boss encounter in the game.
2: I mean, what?
5: Sure, why not? <laughs> Who comes up with these ideas?
2: I am More on that later. <laughs> oh god! People love power simulator. <laughs> <laughs> People love it. It's just one of those cosy games, isn't it? You just crack on. But like, I feel like if More I spend time on doing that
3: later, trust me. <laughs>
5: <laughs> More no, I did the dinner, real though. power washer. <laughs> <laughs> More on that later. Next. <laughs> Uh, next up, uh, Sony has issued a statement in response to a report that it had internally decided to cut its PlayStation VR2 shipment forecast due to yeah, lower than expected pre-order sales. <laughs> in a comment to Eurogamer, Sony pointed out, "We've not cut PlayStation VR2 production numbers, and we are seeing enthusiasm from PlayStation fans for the upcoming <laughs> launch." Where, which includes more than thirty titles such as Gran Turismo Seven, Horizon: Call of the Mountain, Resident Evil Village, and the yet-to-be-announced Killzone VR mode.
0: Oh, Killzone VR! VR. Someone's buying it. Someone's buying it. I
1: mean, it's (sighs) not all of that is true. It's a five hundred and something pound headset. Who the fuck wants this?
4: Yeah.
1: I mean, (laughs) Wales. Well, the thing is, uh, also, I'm I'm looking at the uh, launch games. This is that there's thirty launch games, right? Uh I can count one, two, three, four, five, six. So uh, over twenty of them are already out on the fucking quest. <laughs> There's no backwards <laughs> compatible
3: with the game chip already bought. I mean, and no, if it's anything it's... like PSVR, it'll be dropped and won't be supported after a year and a bit anyway. It'll just be third Ooh. party games. PSVR two is the new stadia.
0: It's it's just yeah. doomed to fail. I mean from, mm-hmm. from birth.
1: I mean Synth Riders Tetris Effect and uh Res Infinite were out on the last PSVR. <laughs> so you're having to rebuy the games you already have. It,
0: it is what'll blow your mind
1: as well. Res Infinite
0: is also available on Google cardboard or whatever it's called. <laughs> <laughs> so it's some of the it doesn't it's like it's free. <laughs> you can literally get a little cardboard
1: thing and put really it on. It's really good them. though. It's really good. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I and, know. And like yeah, just a lot of these games are also just experiences.
0: Stupid. Like, stupid bloody Sony. I mean, stupid.
1: Yeah. It's just, um, th- there's no reason to get this at launch. Like, there's. Buy our peripheral.
0: It costs more than the console.
4: <laughs>
0: idiots. Absolute fucking idiots. If they turned around and said, actually, guys, um, you don't need a PS5 to play this, I'd, people would be like,
3: oh. Like yeah, you, you could have got away with if they've got something said so you don't need a PS5, but if you yeah. do have one, you'll it'll and exp- yeah, it'll cause the cost the power of the PS PlayStation 5. You'd have gone, all
0: right, five hundred we'll, and odd quid, yeah. Absolutely.
3: Yeah, we'll, well add to the experience. Like I think that's yeah. with, with PCs as well, isn't it? Like if you plug it
1: in, yeah, if you, you PC, if, yeah. if, if, if yeah. you put plug the quest into the PC um you, you can run PSVR and it just becomes a headset. Like it doesn't use any of the internal stuff. It just becomes like, like yeah. it becomes like your headset stick. Exactly. Um, so if you had something like that where the
3: PlayStation you got more power out of it, but you didn't yeah. or you can play these games
1: with the headset, it just won't be as good. Yeah. You might have got more people on board. Absolutely. Oh. Like like yeah, like the like it's the reselling Moss, which was a PSVR game. But it's not, good, not even but Moss it's not Two. Worth it. <laughs> well, they're selling Moss Two as well. But like I said, again, they're both on Quest. But you will have to rebuy them for PSVR Two if you already own them for PSVR because there's no. This backwards whole to story annoys me. Next, well, actually, one one more game we'll start. <laughs> this is the first time I've Go seen on. it. You know what you want for your VR. You know what you want. The one game that everyone's been clamoring out for for the past twenty something years since it was originally released. Dragon Quest Fantavision. Uh, no, no, back off! Back wow. off! Back off! <laughs> FantaVision's good. No, but do you want that for your PSVR too? Fantavision 202 uh, X. No, I'll just play the original that's exactly. released on the PS4. <laughs> exactly.
0: Fantavision's a good game. It and was one of my favourite PS2 games. But it was a tech demo. Really good. That's really all it was. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> but it was brilliant. And coming home from from raving all night on <laughs> on acid and playing a bit of Fantavision, was, it's an experience, guys. <laughs>
5: Don't do drugs. Next. Resident Evil 4 remake is removing the quick time events and adding some side quests and some new enemies. Great. That's that. Oh, God of War. (laughs) (laughs) These are little snippets. God of War Ragnarok has smashed through a staggering 11 million sales in its three months since it's been launched. That's pretty cool
1: pretty expected expected yeah, yeah ex-
5: definitely yeah. expected that that's a good sign <laughs> it's
1: a good sign it's a good sign
0: for this award winning game
5: uh issues around knockout city as season 9 will apparently be its final season all the servers will be shut down on june the 6th yeah, um, this that one was... it hasn't lasted long has it, it mm-hmm. was a, that was no, a was... game yeah 2
2: years yeah it was released
5: as game. a freebie by uh... They did play as as one well? I the one know. we played
2: yeah,
3: was me, me and you against Candy and Gadget, when we yeah. when were running around going, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, jewel of the face,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah remember that? <laughs> I we smashed that. him.
1: <laughs> no, that was were good for an hour, wasn't it? <laughs> it was. A, it was. It was a really good game, but just the, there was a small team that didn't have the money to keep it going as a live service. I remember. I remember that. Uh, that reminded me S&T of what um, fa-
0: Fall Guys did. Fall Guys did it. Came out and everyone played it for a full like week.
1: Yeah, <laughs> and then that's it. Bye. I, I really like Knockout City though. Like the, they had really good mechanics and had a good art style, and it just it had a very nice identity. It just didn't capture. It anything. were really the easy to play. The controls you, were fucking brilliant. Does it say whether you can set up private matches? You can. Yeah. It, it'll let you do private matches on PC after the servers go down. But okay, not on all right. console. That's not. It's, too bad. Yeah, it's
0: a good game that. But but sometimes these developers and and they'll they'll put this notice out so everyone rallies to it and saves it. You never know. You could save it, guys. We could all save it with you wallet, all four of us mm-hmm. there's five of us, so I'm, not five of us I'm not playing
3: it
4: I'm not
1: playing it
3: Biggie would have to turn his Xbox on to play it so he refuses to that were a good time
1: it was a really fun time that we had playing that
0: it's when I got tricked by a candy with this bomb
1: ball wasn't it Yeah. going off in my hands yeah, yeah she throws it. Throws the ball at you. You catch it. Like, ha ha, boom! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: good game. That. What was it? shame! Yeah, part one out for Knockout City. Lest we forget. <laughs> Next.
5: Uh, going swiftly over to the film and TV world, uh, DC Studios has uh, had a big announcement, and they're doing a big, basically revamp of the whole of the DC universe, which was hinted at previously. Um, there's quite a big list here, so I'm just going to quickly run through these. Uh, they've mentioned Superman Legacy, written by Gunn. Um, it will focus on Superman's balance in his Kryptonian heritage and with his human upbringing. Yeah, the Authority, Marville were based on. Yeah, the Authority. Wildstorm's characters will join the DCU as members of the Authority, taking matters into their own hands. That'll I like the uh, comic of that. Mm. Yeah, that'll be good. Brave and the Bold, the DCU Universe will uh, introduce its Batman and Robin as this unusual Finally. father-son story, inspired Finally. by Grant Morrison's comic series. Yeah, it's Damian Wayne, Batman's son. He's a bastard. Oh, <laughs> God. It's good. Supergirl, Women of Tomorrow, science fiction adventure, which will be based on Tom King's apparently amazing, award-winning recent comic series. Mm, this one sounds re-
0: interesting. It's really good. It's about how Supergirl didn't land on Earth, and she was still at Krypton when it was destroyed, and she has, like, PTSD and stuff.
3: Yeah, it's, it's really a bit of cool. a darker uh, take
0: yeah, on Supergirl,
3: yeah. isn't it? Because Super, Supergirl originally
0: was a bit of a, a villain. Because, like, Clark, Clark Kent, uh, Superman, Kal-El, luckily, as a baby, went straight to Earth and got raised by nice people. Imagine raising yourself in a universe. Yeah, it's good, made good shit. Planet's
5: that. been blown up. Yeah! Uh, Swamp Thing. The film will investigate the dark origins of the Swamp Thing with a bit more of a horror theme. Swamp Thing's always good. Always if you like
0: Lovecraft and stuff like that, and get into Swamp Thing.
5: Uh, some announced TV series, uh, Creature Commando. It's a seven-episode animated show. Wallow, mm. which will re-star Viola Davis. The series features yeah. Team Peacekeeper and be written by Crystal Henry from The Watchmen and Jeremy Carver from Supernatural. That's good. That's yep. a good team. We'll look for
3: more of those. Those lot. after, after Peacemaker, yeah, Peacemaker is really good.
5: Uh Lanterns, the enormous TV event series, will follow Intergalactic Cops, John Stewart, and Hal Jordan as they uncover. I've been a dark waiting mystery. for this for years, mate. Do
0: you know that Green Lantern film? I'm a fan of Green Lantern.
5: Yeah, yeah. Oh,
0: that, that Green Lantern film destroyed my soul. <laughs> <laughs> but, but
5: Green Lantern I, is I one I of the best. I enjoyed watching it, but I it's a rubbish it. It.
0: It's one of the best it. DC
3: IPs, I... I think. Green Lantern. The fact that he described this as a true detective-style show mm. gets me most intrigued. Green Lantern. But that's what they are. The space detectives. cops have got their own quadrants. Yeah, I know, yeah. but it's just kind of, when you think a true detective, grounded, yeah. backwater America, <laughs> Jack, like detective an, having series. An argument
0: a, <laughs> having an argument in a fucking, in a spaceship about like, oh God, it's got, I think it'd be good, me. And Hal yeah. Jordan and Jon Stewart, oh my
5: God, let's go. Let's go. Uh, Paradise Lost, which would be a kind of Game of Thrones style uh, series set in uh, Themyscira, I think it is, home of the Amazons yeah. and birthplace yeah, yeah. of Wonder Woman. The drama focuses on the gen- genesis and political intrigue of an island of all women.
1: All <gasps> right, that that, that that has the potential to either be absolutely brilliant or the worst thing ever made, or cancelled, or cancelled. But <laughs> also, spoiler alert!
0: Spoiler alert! Themyscira is not all women. At some point, so that's probably going to be the political
1: intrigue. Like, men have arrived. Oh, no, men. I mean, that's how, that's how they started off Wonder Woman, wasn't it? Just like, oh, yeah. no, a man has arrived. Yeah,
0: but this time, <laughs> men. Not just man, men. Oh, it's
5: God. Yeah, they'll, they'll sort those women out. <laughs> oh. <Same
4: thing. laughs> like, no.
5: Men are the bad guys, ain't it. I know. I <laughs> do so. you, though? That's the thing, do you? <laughs> Uh, other projects are still planned, with uh, Shazam, Fury of the Gods, The Flash having a reboot, Blue Beetle, Aquaman, The Lost Kingdom, Peacemaker Season 2, Joker, Foyal-A-Dieu, or Foyal-A-Dieu? foyal dieu dieu The yeah, second one. Uh, the, the Batman 2, not connected to any of the other Batman movies previously mentioned. Uh, they, Gotham Knights. Called,
3: called them Elseworlds, did Did they?
0: Yeah, he said anything outside
3: of the DCU would be just known as Worlds. That makes sense, so they can have their own continuities and stuff. Mm. The cool. weird one is just... I know he had to kind of big up and talk up the four films that are coming out that were kind of deep Snyderverse. Let's call it the Snyderverse. It's the easiest thing to call it by, isn't it? So they were the, they were the four films left in the Snyderverse. And he, the way he made it sound was that they might be keeping some of them on, but I just don't see it.
1: I definitely can't like see them keeping on the flash.
3: No, Aquaman's <laughs> already said he's
1: not doing anymore. So mm. um, maybe, maybe maybe it's Blue Beetle because after his tweets, I don't think they want to keep Zachary Levi on either.
2: <laughs> yeah, the that thing is, right? That they've
1: got so. Shazam and Black Adam. Two basically, that's like Batman
0: and the Joker and they're not even connected in any way shape or form it's <laughs> That's such what a weird thing it's just like how could so you have weird.
3: Shazam and Black Adam in your universe and not have them interact in,
4: it's like weird
0: <laughs> it's just weird
3: ah oh, cuz the rock didn't want to be a second fiddle like so well,
0: i'm sorry black adam's a bad character in the comics as well as a bad film Good i luck. think
3: that those will just come and go and then james Gunn's like right this is the start start again start again the thing yeah. is right
0: we had to they've do got this because it's fl- already the- been made. <laughs> in in, in, in um, DC world, universe, they've got the Flash, and you've got the Flashpoint paradox They can reset everything. Trust me. Anything that's done, similar to how Marvel can reset stuff, they can reset stuff
3: in this. So. I mean,
1: all, they, all and, they've got so to do the really click of the is, finger.
3: is literally just, yep. uh, <clears throat> we're starting again, none of that's connected. Forget about it. If you want to follow our new trajectory and our new phase, start here. Don't worry about them. I just find it fascinating that I live in a world where all
0: my favourite old characters are coming into fit and I'm not rush- rushing out to cinemas to see them because I know <laughs> the shit. Like, me, 20 years ago, someone saying the Black Adam film's out, I'd have been like, what? I'm away! And I'd have, I'd have gone, but now I'm just like, no. Mm.
3: And the best thing to come <laughs> of it was a proper Z list in Peacemaker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, Peacemaker's really good. Yeah. Yeah, it's such a shame, such a shame.
5: Last few snippets. <laughs> Amazon are developing, as mentioned before, the Tomb Raider movies, but they're also creating a universe around games and a TV series. The corporate giant is reportedly looking to turn the adventures of Lara Croft into a connected storytelling universe in the lines of the MCU. Wow. It's
3: what everyone wants, it, isn't it? With,
5: with whom? How they...
3: it Surely it'd have to be within the same studio of Tomb Raider. Which, right. What, what, little, with, little... what now? Who wants to do now?
0: Uh, Crystal Dynamics. Right. Question for you all. Name any other character from the Tomb Raider franchise?
2: The Butler. I want to know about the Butler's adventures in the. What's his name? Uh, David. Mr. Butler.
5: No. Steve the Butler. No. Alfred. No. Jones. No. Jeeves. No. That's what
0: I mean. I don't know what it is because no one fucking cares about anyone other than Lara Croft. (laughs) I think one I think there was a character in the newer ones called Jonah. That's all I know. That is it. <sighs> it's fucking stupid. Connected Tomb Raider Universe. No one asked for it. Absolutely, I'll take a season of it, you know what I mean? But a connected yeah. universe of Tomb Raider. <laughs> Who's gonna turn up? Raziel and Kane from fucking Soul Reaver, because they're
3: they're <laughs> in Crystal Dynamics fucking properties. What's
0: gonna happen next? You've got, you've, ge- ge- gex is, gex is happen. turning up. Yeah, Gex is turning up.
3: <laughs> Blood Omen Legacy of Kane.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Fucking stupid.
3: stupid. Snowblind, whatever that is. Just looking on their yeah.
1: website now. Deus <laughs> Ex. That's not uh, Crystal yeah,
0: Dynamics. Yeah,
1: Deus Ex. It was, it, was it? It, it no, no, was. I, published by Iodos, but it wasn't Crystal Dynamax. Yeah, it's not Crystal
0: Dynamax, is it? Yeah, that's I, true. I, I, Ion Storm made Deus Ex. Ion Storm.
1: Yeah. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah, so generally, how it's do they how anyway. do they do this unless they're... Scammed. After oh, one movie um, where they introduce a load of characters and then just do a thousand spin-offs,
0: there'll be there'll be one episode where Lara's is like on an island still and she like, goes to sleep and she hears this: "Hey, sexy lady, this Gex little Gex lizard," and he turns up in his tuxedo. You're really hot, baby. You oh, know? Um,
3: perfect. Dark. Yeah, that's probably the yeah. only thing that I could see you could link with
0: Lara
1: Croft yeah. versus Lara Joanna Croft. Dark.
3: I'd watch that yeah. actually. That's literally the only thing <laughs> yeah. I can think of actually. Like with link well, I mean, you could probably do Soul Reaver and that somehow if you do a bit of weird supernatural stuff. <laughs> so a- what? Lara wakes up in nozgoth. <laughs> well, you don't know I mean you just they just make some kind <sighs> of you know. Team Red has always had weird shit going on in it. Oh, it, ha- it, it has. It
4: has. It has yeah, but this makes has.
1: no fucking sense. of dragon while. in the second one? <laughs> it's,
4: got, got it's got a, a big
1: like the first one. Yeah, yeah it it's, got, it's got a lot.
0: A lost Kingdom in the first
4: one.
0: Oh, a strange, strange thing to dis- discover today. That's the first time I've heard of that, and that's... That's blown my mind. The Tomb Raider extended universe is so funny. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. I love Tomb Raider, and I love Lara Croft as a character, but fuck me, no one knows who mates are called. <laughs>
5: Next up, <gasps> bad boys oh. four. Yes, four is in the works with an four. aging Will Smith and Martin Lawrence returning. I can see why.
3: Second one, the third one did quite well. Um, At least we know Will it's...
1: Smith doesn't pull his punches. <laughs>
3: hey. do you, know the, do you know, the funniest thing about this was like uh, there's a video of him getting in his car and everything. It's like, you don't, he goes, guess where I'm going today? It's like, follow me. And he's like driving in his car and then he pulls up my, outside Martin Lawrence's house that's right i'm here it's like it's bad boys apart from the fact that the youtube thumbnail had them both together in the thumbnail so, gave, oh. so he's he's giving this big kind of like guess where i'm going and, and and bigging it up it's like you literally spoil it with the thumbnail like everyone knew
4: is what it was will smith
3: a boomer now hmm yeah could do a
0: thesis on that i think he is i mean you say he? We, i mean he's technically generation x but yeah yeah but
3: yeah. is he is he becoming boomer
1: He's rich and out of touch, of course he is. <laughs> yeah.
3: I, I didn't quite like <laughs> how they said, oh, it's Bad boy for Life, and they went, yeah, but that's the title we used for the last one. It's like, they're like, shit, we've wasted that, didn't we? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've never even seen any of them. Oh, Bad boy. I really enjoyed Bad Boys, one. Two is... Yeah, so one was... right. Michael Beer getting too much money and going full Michael Beer. Yeah, you never yeah. go for there's Michael Bay. A, there's a great shot. Are they in, all Michael
0: Bay? Are they all Michael Bay films? First, first two
3: are, are. Yeah, third one isn't. The <coughs> Second one has a real great spinning shot in a house. That's really, really well done, really well shot, and the shootout in the house. But there's so much other stuff in there that has its typical Michael Bay humor, where it's just and sexism. He thinks it's, he thinks it's funny, but you sat there going, "Why is this in the film?" Is this the first film hey. since Will Smith's um, smack? His slap? When he
5: no, him. Emancipation. Yeah. Came no, he out. did. Emancipation, yeah.
0: You no, know, but he'd already filmed that, hadn't he?
3: It's the first mm. announced film,
0: no, yeah. But it's what, probably, I'm, what I'm wondering, that's like... That's probably a good pe- film pe- to go pe- back to, to get people on your, yeah. On your side. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. For, for, like, for, for, like, a good PR stunt, is to get him something that people love. And I bet everyone in that production's like, Hi, Mr. Smith,
4: are you okay? <laughs> Would you like a Jackie <laughs> Potato?
0: He's like, get that potato out of your mouth <laughs> and gives him a smack.
3: Yeah, it's literally like this and Men in Black would be, if you announced them, it's like kind of a distraction, isn't it?
1: Yes, absolutely. Everyone. Oh, forgets. God, imagine, so go stage. Stage, imagine the stage if you went back to Men in Black. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> yeah, how to ruin a classic. <laughs>
3: Next.
5: Uh, a young Dexter series is in the early works at Showtime. No one wanted that. Mm. Who cares? Next. Um, Next, <laughs> what they did want was King of the Hill to be revived, and it's been ordered by Hulu. Mike Judge, Brick like like Daniels, the and the original caster back.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, in, I'm, into I'm, that. Yeah, I like it. I loved King of the Hill. I thought it was fucking brilliant. I don't even. I don't even want a time skip. I want it to just carry on as if nothing happened. I think they probably will because, because obviously Brittany Murphy died, so they won't be able to get Luan back.
4: Yes, the recaster. Yes.
1: Um, yeah, that's true. But I'd, I'd like to see an adult Bobby. I'd like to see what he's what he's getting up to.
0: I bet he just does what his dad does.
1: <laughs>
0: Sounds Right. <laughs> yeah, he's really bad at it. Oh,
5: God, yeah. I think they had a oh, little
3: me. mild oh, success oh, off me. the recent Beavis and Butthead um, yeah, reboot, so that's probably why they thought, Yeah, let's go go yeah, for
0: that just, as well.
1: Just... Tapping into a rich seam of nostalgia. Go for it. I'm what, happy
0: what, for my, it. What, what my judge realises is everyone that liked beavers and Buttered back then now has disposable income to download and, and yeah get Hulu and stuff <laughs> like that. The man's
5: clever. He knows what he's doing.
0: <clears throat> so, yeah, I'm up for that. Next.
5: News came through that Alec Baldwin has been formally charged with involuntary manslaughter over the Rust shooting. The actor denied that he pulled the trigger of the weapon during rehearsal. The New Mexico set back in 2021. There have been rumours that he was on his phone during weapon training, though. Oh,
3: Alec! This come out like three weeks ago. Yeah, I know, I know our breaking news is a little out of t- out of step every now and again, but this was about three weeks ago. Never, <laughs> yes. never.
0: This is is important. A hard hitting, cutting, cutting edge news. <laughs> I
2: think he was on trial. <laughs> Off the press Some people aren't
5: paying attention. <laughs> I'm just helping them out. Uh,
2: yeah, yeah. Next
3: well, up. In- Involuntary manslaughter. It's a, yeah, it's a bit of an odd one. Like, in it. it'll do. It. It'll do eight months community service. Yeah, don't don't
5: really <clears throat> want to get into it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Next. Uh, Netflix uh, controversial plans to prevent password sharing. Users are supposed to apparently log in to Netflix via their primary location's Wi-Fi network every thirty-one days. Have you turned on, on this, it? But. Yeah.
1: Yeah, they, they claim they accident- accidentally put that help article out. was like, no, you're putting it out to see what people's reaction would be. It's the whole fucking Wizards of the Coast thing all over again. Like, that is they complete- just test. They just test-sped these
0: PR moves, on Oh,
1: they? yeah, absolutely was what what they intended to do, and then they saw the internet go, nope, and they went, ooh. So so it's, like
0: it, it's, it's, it's like with this bad boy's four. If people are gone, we don't want that, they'll have gone, it's not happening, really. You know what I mean? They're, it's the same with anything nowadays. They can just test it on internet it's very clever it's a good
3: it's a good marketing tactic so i kind of get why netflix would want to take away password sharing because in their mind they think well if we take it away from these five people who are sharing this account they'll then sign up for netflix that's not going to happen
1: mm. no nope. that's nope. not going to
3: happen because now you have a lot of other services offering just as good tv and shows who are allowing you to, sh- to sh- share passwords and bringing out good content so w- people just go now I'm I'm good netflix I'm not going to bother you know what I
0: think this will do this this will this will help uh, dodgy dave with uh, firestick um selling business that he's <laughs> got it's going to make him more money because people are going to go right I've heard about this firestick there's no people that don't hear about these things like these 60 year old people or 50 60 year old people are just like uh I've heard about these firesticks Shall we get one of these because netflix we can't do all the stuff that we used to do and you get everything on one package and Dodgy Dave's telling them it's legal. Don't worry, it's legal. <laughs> you know what I mean? I yeah. think that's gonna
1: there's gonna be an influx of that, the, in my the, opinion. The thing is, what Netflix should have done is rather than treating people who are password sharing like pirates, which is what they're doing, mm. the, um, they're, they're treating like people stealing from them. They should have just done what like Spotify does or what Apple do, where just do a fucking Tears. family, just do a family tier, like yep. two yep. pound extra a month, share it between yep. five people. Great, you're getting more revenue in. Granted, it's only Done. a little bit more, but you then remove this problem entirely because then people can have their own passwords for the account, but they can be on it. You know, I and mean, are Netflix still technically in the red because I know they've not been making profit for they've years. Ne- have they? They've never made profit; it's all been backed up by uh, venture capital investors.
5: Yeah, yeah. venture. Yeah, they I would have made so, profit. They, they announced it for the pandemic.
0: Oh, <laughs> oh yeah! Imagine, imagine.
5: Mm. So over to yeah. the weird world mm-hmm. web.
1: Yep, what's he got this week?
5: A buyer backed out of £62,000 Mr. Blobby suit purchase. That's right, the buyer of an original Mr. Blobby costume backed out of an eBay bid an hour after placing the winning bid. The outfit was listed on eBay site for £39 and somehow made the target of £62,000. But it all fell through. And if you thought that was weird... Mr. Blobby caused chaos in wrestling debut, scraps with Team Rocket and Ginger Spice in a wild 90s rumble. What the fuck? What? <laughs> yeah. In, in, in <laughs> what? an English indie show,
3: um, they did like their, their kind of 90s. They were like dressed up as like 90s characters. So it was like someone in there as a Spice Girl and stuff. And then the Countdown came on, and all of a sudden it was just like, Blobby? Blobby, Blobby, Blobby. And <laughs> someone in you know, a Mr. Blobby came
0: out into the rumble. Are we supposed to beat Mr. Blobby? He's a farce of nature. He's OP. <laughs> yeah.
4: Exactly.
2: Can I just ask, though, which he was one eliminated you Team that, rocket. that bid on that, Blobby? Because I know it was one of you. <laughs> I'm just looking at who's guilty. Yeah, I know it. Bloody Oodles.
0: I'd have bought it for sixty quid. I'd not bought. i not gone higher than sixty quid.
1: Do you know what I, said, I really liked me. as well?
2: There were these like memes going around as well. Like it, it coincided perfectly with the same week that um, King Charles announced that he wasn't going to use, the, he wasn't going to wear the traditional coronation garb. So <laughs> the speculation was that he bought the uh, Mr Blobby outfit. To wear. <laughs>
0: Do you know what? <laughs> if we'd have done that. I'd have started believing in the in the monarchy. I'd have been like, right, this guy gets me. This guy is my king. That would have king, been
3: amazing. Um, <laughs> king just bursting through a wall, just falling over, <laughs> a please, please, please.
4: his crown falls <laughs> off. He's just like. Ugh.
3: Just remember
0: how problematic Blobby was, though, grabbing Camilla's boobs and stuff. He was an horrible, horrible misogynist for Blobby. He used well, to grab women's Blobby asses as and well. stuff. Got the same yeah, she used fingers. to smack him. She used to smack him, and then there were a kid Blobby as well, little baby Blobby. and he used to throw him about. A
3: terrible family.
1: I bet adult. that kid's an adult now as well. Fuck.
3: Did that song get um, to number one?
1: I'm 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 watching I'm watching this I'm watching this clip of Mr Blobby in the ring. It's fucking hilarious because the guy in the suit he obviously can't see anything, so he's just standing there with his arms out as the other wrestlers kind of run into his arms.
0: <laughs> I always miss all the good shit. if this on, d- and no one told me? I miss send, the night so much. Send you a link later. Who Thank
5: you. <laughs> You'll be glad to know <sighs> that's it.
0: Brilliant. Nailed it, mate. Nailed it. So, um, just a little little treat this month. Um, it's only, only for this month as well. We're, we're introducing Biggie's love letters. For any of you listeners, any of you want Biggie to read out love letters or advice about love or anything love-related, just a little cheeky letter. It can be anonymous. It can be anything you want for Biggie to read out after the news every month. Please send them in to your to, to the... All the other channels that we receive, but make sure you put Biggie's love letters on it, so we know it's for this, and that's for the rest of Love Month. Are you are you prepared for this, Biggie? Of course. But like, just if well, you want you... to confess your love for someone, but you want to do it anonymously, or you want advice on sexual advances and stuff like that. <laughs> also, you
3: know that. also, if it, um, you want to stay anonymous, use a really difficult name to pronounce.
0: Yes, <laughs> absolutely. It
2: yeah. doesn't even have to be that difficult. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> but yeah, Biggie's Biggie's Love Letters is gonna be all month, all, all all the month of love. And remember it's not a very big month, February, so get them letters in now. I can I can hear the internet scrambling now to the keyboards
1: to write those letters. We won't be held responsible so, for any offence caused by anything Biggie says off script. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely So um let's get on to the
0: Nexus. Um mm, f- Candy.
2: I went to see a film. I went. To no back way. I went. I went back to the cinema for the first time in months, and I missed it. I saw two films. I saw Puss in Boots, which I'll talk about in the green room. But I also went to see Knock at the Cabin, and um, that is M. Night Shyamalan. Shyamalan. Yes. Shyamalan. Shangela Ding Dong. His latest what? film. <laughs>
3: That's the title. <laughs> I can't I can't ever do his name without going Shamalan Ding Dong. I don't
0: know It's just Shamalan.
3: It's just Shamalan. That's
0: all it is. It's like Shamalan Ding Dong. And Ding Dong
2: and Body. thank you, man. Anyway, issue <laughs> <laughs> or So here's latest Chowoddy film, Body. Starring uh, Dave Bautista, big boy Dave, uh, Rupert Grint, Jonathan Groff amongst others and it's based around a um, a gay couple that have taken their daughter to a holiday cabin. Uh, at the beginning of the film, the daughter is Oh, it's to too woke already. <laughs> I'm out. Oh. I can't watch it. I well, can't
0: watch it. Sick of point, about so gay couples. Disgusting. <laughs>
2: But yeah, no, lovely.
0: Disclaimer, I'm joking, guys. <laughs> I feel like sometimes if this is someone's first ever episode and we say this kind of shit, they're like, oh, my God, the, the bigots. Guys, you don't know me. I mince around everywhere. Trust me. These guys have seen me in real life. Mm. I'm always floating
1: about. <laughs> More mints than a butcher shop.
2: <laughs> Absolutely. It's the dressing gowns that get me. Uh, so, yes, yeah, the, uh, <laughs> the daughter is approached early in the film by David Bautista's character, who tells her that it's important that she and her parents that him and his friends, who are soon to join him, um, in in an apparent home invasion. Um, they give them the ultimatum that the family must decide between them who is to die in order to save the Earth from apocalypse. And this is based on the critically acclaimed horror novel The Cabin at the End of the World by Paul Tremblay, which I yeah, haven't I just actually read. I to ask if
0: it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I have read it. Yeah. Yeah, I've read it. Uh, a sensational concept and good book.
2: Apparently, Yeah, apparently it's brilliant, and I will be downloading it, I think. Um, I went really into good. this quite trepidatiously after old. Like, I feel like that one cut me deep. Um, <laughs> Fool me once, so shang so Shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Um, I mean, he's, um, fooled me.
3: he's fooled me many times. Yeah, I'm going to say, laid <laughs> in the water. <laughs> <laughs> actually, the happening. Yeah, the unhappy.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, glass. good, though.
2: But yeah, no, I, I actually quite enjoyed this. It's 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 fine. It it would have been better, I think, as a short story. And I say I find myself saying that quite often. But I think if Shemite Shamalan
0: Shyamalan,
4: Shyamalan, Shyamalan,
2: I think if mm. Shyamalan were to do something like Guillermo de Toro recently did, the Curiosities, like yeah, it? like an anth- anthology of short stories, sort of um, in the style of the Twilight Zone. Because I think maybe sometimes this film, like the concept is actually pretty solid, but it's just, it's drawn out a little bit too much and it's sort of outstanding. This isn't, even,
0: it, it, this isn't even his concept either this time. Well, so. yeah, well, neither was Ooh, old.
2: Old was based on a comic, I think. Oh, was it? Mm. Oh, right. So, oh. yeah, I think, but then the ones that Guillermo de Toro did, he didn't write them. They they were based no, we on just, various th- media, so yeah, I think he
0: produced a lot of them, didn't he? Yeah. So than... if
2: it was just like if it was just a, cre- a curation type thing, I think that would work great. You know, forty five minutes minute, minute episodes. Yeah,
0: I agree with you, man. Perfect. That's why I liked Dark Mirror.
2: Yeah, but um, yeah, no, I th- it was okay. It was pretty good. It's it's quite talky, um, which I personally don't mind. Obviously, I'm a Kevin Smith fan, so I'm used to talky films. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Nothing else happening. Yeah,
2: um, but. Like I said, it's better than old. It's it's an interesting concept, and at some points, I did feel like my heart was beating a little bit faster. Um, it's it's kind of a thriller, but it, I I wouldn't. It, it's not scary. It's certainly not a horror like it's it like it's advertised. One thing I will mention though, I was going to say the
5: trailer makes it feel that way.
2: Yeah, it's it's not a horror by a long shot. One thing that does annoy me with his more recent films because I didn't notice him doing it in his earlier work is. So the camera angles, like there's so many shots where David Bautista's face is filling up about eighty percent of the camera, and I get it; it's meant to be like an invasion of your privacy. I can I can see what it represents, but it's it is just so in your face, and I mean that absolutely, literally, and figurative, figuratively. Figuratively, got a as big well. head
3: as
0: well.
2: He's got a massive fucking great hammy head. Handsome on head,
1: him. though. He's got a very handsome head, though. It's
2: so wide.
1: Maybe maybe he's been taking lessons from Tom Hooper. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's
0: it isn't it? <laughs> some, some big old face shots on
5: the IMAX.
2: <laughs> really? I read
5: that uh, M Night makes an ill-advised cameo as well. Yeah, he does. He does in all his films. I
2: wouldn't say it's ill-advised. Yeah, it's just a, it's just a cameo. Um, I can't remember. Yeah, can't he just isn't very good, good
5: is it?
0: He's definitely well. he's in every single one of his films. I think in some
5: aspect. Yeah, he, sure he generally does. does yeah but some are more subtle than others aren't they he does,
0: no he stands out like a sore thumb in every single one of them mate the, <laughs> the one in *Old* is bad I, can you remember the one in Signs when he goes to that man in that man's house and it's just M. Night Shyamalan not being very good at acting saying I'm getting out of here the aliens are coming <laughs> <laughs>
1: <That's>, <laughs> doesn't he stick himself in as an actual character in Lady in the Water like he's in yes. a lot of the film yes yeah. Mm, yeah fucking Lady in the Water what a pile of shite that was oh
2: Bad. I'm, I'm sensing more misses
3: than hits
0: from. The <laughs> <channel>. Oh yeah, <laughs> three good films. No, no, four good films. I'd say in his in his. Mm,
1: Six, no, three. Sense. I'm sti- Six, I'm... Six. sense. cents. Unbreakable and Spl- what? Split signs.
0: was good. No Sorry. signs. Split sense uh, Split, Split. Six cents
4: and. Six cents
0: and the village. No, unbreakable's best one. Unbreakable's really. I like good, the village. Yeah. Four, no. four. Unbreakable's excellent. He's got them films, though he can only watch once. Yeah, the yeah.
2: Problem. it relies too much on a twist, and actually, there isn't a huge twist in this one. really, I mean, the Six
0: Senses is best film if you've yeah. seen that, and that's all you have seen, and yeah. that's that'll do. That'll do.
2: Yeah, but this one's fine. You don't you don't need to rush out to the cinema to see it. You wouldn't miss anything by watching it when it's streaming. Um, but mm. at the same time, I've seen I, I hadn't read any reviews of it. And I read reviews when I got back, and it's so divisive. Like I expect, probably a lot of his films are. But
0: I've seen some. I've seen some eights out, eight out of tens. And I've, I've seen, seen eights some
2: and nines, and I've seen three teams. out of tens. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So we just. Well, yeah. I went to
2: see it with Acid Pearl, and I, like we we chatted out it afterwards. And what um, snack did you get? What's that? What snack? What
0: snack did you get? I had mm. a
2: um, like a pick and mix.
0: This just shows how how, how, how interest in that film must be. If I'm asking, what snacks
4: you've got?
2: <laughs> I had pick and mix, and it they had so- I had uh, flying saucers, <coughs> and Ooh, I had nice. jelly babies in it, mm, and a couple yeah. of uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. chocolate raisins, mm,
4: nice. and some
2: fizzy Ooh, fizzy yeah. cola bottles, the really fizzy ones that oh, kind of yeah. really bang into a little that. Bit. Good, selection. Good that- selection.
0: Yeah, yeah, you've done well there, mate. You've done really well. Ten out of ten for your pick,
2: and then an icy to drink. <laughs> Yeah,
1: oh, yeah, yeah. You're gonna get an icy, oh, yeah. and then you didn't sleep that night because you had a sugar high. Nope.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no. I was chatting to Asapul afterwards, and I enjoyed it. She didn't. It wasn't for her. So ju- just like the reviews, you're gonna you're gonna like it. You're gonna you're gonna be warm to it, or you'll probably just hate it. But I, that I can't film see that absolutely screams.
0: It. it screams Netflix Saturday oh, afternoon. Oh, Guaranteed.
2: Yes, absolutely. Mm,
0: yeah, Cool. Cool. A knock. At the cabin, or knock at the
3: cabin, or cabin in the knock. <sighs> Excellent. Stig, what you have been doing? I also watched a film that is very divisive. Mm. So I watched Babylon this week. This is the new film from Damien Chazelle of Whiplash and La La Land. First man of yep. fame. Um, so this is a tale of old Hollywood, um, kind of come to terms with, it's like a big epic period comedy, like drama, and it's Hollywood as it kind of comes to the realisation of changing from black and white films with no sound to like the talkies and things like that, like it's basically the kind of progression that's going on there. It stars uh, Brad Pitt, Margot Robbie, Diego Calvin, and a lot of other people. Uh, Toby Maguire's in there for a little bit, and um, yeah, it's it's a really odd film. The trailers are odd, a really, really odd film. Um, part of it, parts of it, is really, are really good. So I, I'm a big fan of of his films, so, like the other three films that he's done so far. Um, I absolutely loved Whiplash. Big fan of La La Land and First Man. I, like all of them films, I really, really enjoyed. Yeah. So I was actually I really looking forward to this, even despite like the negative reviews, because I've, I mean, I'm, some of my friends have given it quite high reviews, and then when I listened to like Mark Kermode and El O'Hara on their podcast, it absolutely trashed it. Like they absolutely hated it. Um. Mm. So I've ended up coming out somewhere in the middle so yeah like three out of five i've come away from it feeling yeah, very underwhelmed <clears throat> like there is a lot to love about this film um there is it looks fantastic there are some really really funny moments there's one moment when they after they discovered use of using sound in films where they're trying to there's a scene with margot robbie trying to act out with the sound engineer and everything going on and and it's just absolutely mad and chaotic and every time someone makes the tiniest noise the whole thing's just can go descends into madness and they think they've got it, and then all of a sudden someone like sneezes and the producers and the director everyone's going fucking crazy in the middle of this heat wave, and it's really, really funny. Um, mm. but then it has so much bloat that just ultimately drags it down completely. Like the film is about three hours long. Uh the music wow. is incredible, usually is not his films, to be fair. Like if, if there's anything that he's good at, it's choosing good music. And like after I'd finished watching this for like the rest of the afternoon I just kept like humming the main theme that's like constantly playing through this film. Um Margot Robbie as well is absolutely amazing. Like she is phenomenal in this film. She's so good. And mm. but there's She's just cool to look at though, isn't she?
2: Mm. Must be a disadvantage mm. for her. Getting a boner. What? Go- whoa,
0: whoa, whoa, whoa! I was being subtle about it. It is love month. We have to celebrate the bonus.
3: Oh, she, no, she just looks fantastic in this film, but it's just—it's really weird. So it, it's kind of telling all these backstage stories as well of of, of kind of debauchery and and fil- parties and like kind of drug fueled parties where the guy who's throwing this party up randomly just brought an elephant to it and things like that where it's just these crazy sex fueled, drug fueled parties going on in the background. And all of that yeah. is kinda like cool and interesting and I say it looks great and and for about two hours this film, I was really enjoying it. It's a solid four out of five film and then the last hour absolutely shits the bed. Like it just drags it so far down. It. And there's a bit right near the end of the film which is just so not in keeping with the rest of the film, and I kind of get it was maybe trying to show an even seedier underbelly of Hollywood. So you start out with these film, these parties that are kind of just sex and drugs and alcohol, and perfect, yeah. Uh, and then All you, you go party. into the really horrible, nasty things that you, you know you don't actually want yeah. to believe exist, and you're like. What is this doing? What's this proving? Why Why have you put this in your film? Yeah. It has nothing What's to do showing? with the rest of the film. Like what you're trying to say, I just I didn't get it. I thought it was absolutely terrible, and it takes up a massive section of the film. I just thought it was just poor. But I'm not going. It's get a shame in. because when I saw the trailers, the fact I thought, oh, we're going to get another like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood style film. It could have been. Mm. I generally for the first mm. two hours, I think it's that kind of film because it does. Me- love that film. It does meander a bit, uh, but you do kind of just get pulled along with the characters, especially Margot Robbie. Brad Pitt's pretty good. in well, it, but... They were
0: both in that as well, so I thought that's where the similarities.
3: Yeah, you know
0: what I mean. But <clears throat> it's a shame. Like I, a really, shame.
3: I, I really, I really did quite extreme. like in, enjoying watching her character go from literally nothing to being like a Hollywood star. Like she just. She she fakes her way into a um, party, pretending to be someone famous. And oh, hang on, my Guinness is here.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Wait, can I get one?
3: (laughs) Yeah. So she fakes her way into this party, and then she and then she makes a name for herself. Like she just happens to get picked for a part because they needed a woman for this part in this film, and she's just really good and a really good actress. And she builds herself up, and it's really interesting and quite cool yeah and then it just i don't know what it was trying to do in the last hour and it really ruined it for me
1: um so it's one of those films yeah, that would man. have been better served if it had a bit of editing in the in the Oh massively.
0: absolutely massive. You, you can't edit some of these directors though they don't allow it
1: yeah i just uh, cuz i've been looking through like the the featured user reviews on imdb you know the, the ones that you can usually trust and basically everyone's saying much the same at, like most two thirds of the film is fucking brilliant but the last hour drags
3: yep yeah, I just.
5: Can't oh, wait for the extended cut. Then
3: he could have just <laughs> cut, he could have cut a lot of that mat, that end section, the last hour out, and ended it around two hours, two hours fifteen, and it would have been a really good film. There's also he's he's clearly trying to pay a homage to Singing in the Rain with this with the whole, with the whole yeah. kind of Hollywood turning from a silent era to the talkies, uh, and there is a massive homage to Silent in the Ra- uh, Singing in the Rain. Sorry, in there. Um, he even gets played within the actual film. But it, at times, it's, he's just literally ripping it off. He's wow. he's literally taken things from Singing in the Rain and put into his film. And he's probably thinking he's playing a homage to that. But for me, I think it's just it's plagiarism. It's plagiarism. It's just a rip-off. If you want to see a film about a classic Hollywood film with great music... And the beginning of the talk, he's just watched that instead because that's a five out It is out of a five. sensational film. <laughs> yeah, absolutely sens- amazing classic film, and this just isn't. This is a film I will never watch again, and it's a shame because wow. for two hours I was enjoying it, and then... There you go.
0: There you go, Hollywood. That's your review. Excellent, excellent, excellent. I'll go next. Um, I was gifted <clears throat> this week from the lovely people at Square Enix... A, a gift, a game code, a, a gift I didn't know I wanted, but now I need forever. Mm-hmm. Um, a game on the PlayStation Five,
3: you may have heard of it, called Power Wash Simulator. <laughs>
4: <sighs>
3: you, My God, this this game has been out for two years, and as soon as they announced some kind of Final Fantasy DLC, he's just like, yep yeah, I'm on it." <laughs> hey, <laughs> no, it's ju- it's just
0: released on PS Five. That's all. This week, yeah, lit the so, pie so as usual. <laughs>
3: That's why I,
1: mean, that's do, why to, I got to, the co-
3: to be fair, it only came out last summer on the PC. No, <laughs> One on the PC. That was X ex- ex- Game Pass last year.
0: Mm-hmm. But yes, I don't have those machines, so it came out on my machine, <laughs> my ugly, ugly machine, and I got I, they reached out to me, those lovely, lovely people at Square Enix. <laughs> I've got to say that. Uh, I don't have to review this. I was not part of the, uh, the acceptance of the code. I can just say whatever I want. Um, I went in to this... If you don't know what it is, Power Wash Simulator, you are a power wash operator. A power wash is a big hose that's on a pneumatic. You've all seen them. It's a karcher washer. Everyone knows what a power washer is, and I'm Great. explaining this to people. I actually own one in real life. <laughs> I've done the garden with them, and I do enjoy it. But um, you start off, you've got a own business, like uh, House Flipper, like PC uh, building simulator. Like all these simulator games that I love, Bus Simulator uh, 2019 lawnmower one one as well, don't you? you
3: have to kind of Build yourself yeah. up
0: Yeah Lawnmower one You start an empire uh, this, Same with this And to start off You've got to clean your van That you're, you're going to be Doing your jobs in And I thought That were really fun It took me 20 minutes To clean that van though Fucking hell And then You get to do Someone's back garden I'm like Phew. I'm telling you It took me an hour and a half <laughs>
4: <laughs> to clean someone's backyard,
0: <laughs> and then I, I'm looking like I was getting some podcasts through and some some uh, some books finished um, in me ears, so it wasn't a waste of time. But I was like, hang on, I've just done a shift. <laughs> do you know what I mean? And then the next next one I did, I did, I, uh, I ended up on Mars. I, I cleaned the Mars rover. As you do, <laughs> as you do. And then I saw in the corner from the extended Tomb Raider universe, Croft Manor. And I decided to clean Lara Croft's mansion from top to bottom. I you know how long it took. A day,
1: five hours. <laughs> and I bet you didn't notice any of that time going.
0: No, this game's so fucking good. This is
1: This is He's... what. This is what. Suits your ADHD. Something like this, something chill and relaxing and efficient.
0: The music's really good as well. For, for what little I heard it, because I had I had podcasts on. But please like, tell me you were mo-
5: chasing him, the butler with the uh, car shampoo.
4: Right? <laughs> 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 chasing everything,
0: mate. <laughs> Cleaning the grime off, and 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 then when when Biggie mentioned this. Uh, Um, Final Fantasy uh, DLC, Uh, I've been told on my email that I'm getting that as well. So (laughs) I'm like, yes! (laughs) Oh, God. I'm just, I just, this game isn't for everyone. This game isn't for someone that wants to achieve anything. (laughs) (laughs) This this game's for someone that wants to
1: do something with their hands and their eyes whilst their other... Sensors
0: are doing something else.
1: The top, like the the, the, wha- t- the top rated Steam reviews for it says top ten games that temporarily cure my depression.
0: Oh mate, <laughs> I'm I'm having a really shocking week. You guys know about. Yeah. It. I've not discussed my shocking week. This has made me feel a lot better about myself. It's just there's something therapeutic about like the, it's unlimited water. You don't have to worry about like um like power and do you know what, mm-hmm. what I mean? You don't have Cold to worry about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You don't have to worry about a host pipe man or your neighbours kicking off because you keep squirting the dog because it's funny. That was that's me, by the way. <laughs> I'm squirting the dog. It was funny. Full power. <laughs> so funny. But yeah, every time you clean a certain object, because it's, it's all like linked into objects in in that in that uh, playground that you're in. Um, you get money, and you can buy more things on the fly. You don't have to go. To, you, you know what I mean? You go into a menu, and you buy more things. And I've bought a long-range sniper power washer, so I can do it from a distance. <laughs> Controls are fine on the on the uh, dual sense. I just really like this game. These is these are the games I love. Like, I've, I've, I've the last one I played was Mech Building Simulator, and I've built all the mechs. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> it's just. This is for a certain person. I reckon it would be easier with a mouse and a keyboard, just in general, because aiming's easier, isn't it, with a mouse and a keyboard? But it's just nice, and I don't think it's that expensive if you wanted to buy it. It's 20 quid on Steam. Yeah. It's just really good, and all the content that they keep bringing out, is free, and it's just really, really... A really nice time, and I know I've seen some people saying it's the devil, it's the game, it's the game equivalent of the devil. Do you know what that means? That they got obsessed with it, not that they didn't like it. <laughs> and if you can curb that obsession, because I've been playing other things in between, but I just keep going back to it. I just, I just really, really like it. I recommend. Do you know it's a Sunday afternoon game for normal people that haven't got issues like I have. Yeah, that can play a full weekend on it. But you could, you you, you could stick that in your kids' hands, and your kids will play it. I mean, there's no there's no fail fail screen. You can't die. Nothing can go wrong at all. You could say to your kid, like, let's say, Stig, you're playing it, right? Uh, and it, it, I've got really far on this. Amelia, daddy's just going to nip at shops because I've got to go to the shop. Will you finish cleaning this garden? You come back and she has made some progress. She cannot fail it. <laughs> do you know what I mean? She can <laughs> literally do your labor for you. It's just, yeah, I really like it. Is that what
5: you actually did with your kids?
0: When oh, I had my dinner, yeah, I got, I got my son to <laughs> Some, some of the things. Uh but yeah. I, I do I think it's really good. It's great for all the family. There's nothing offensive about it. And thanks for the code. I appreciate that. Just when I needed it. The good guys at Square Enix. But yeah, power wash simulator. Play it if you can. If you it is addictive, that's all I'm gonna say. It feels like work I, though. Like those games, just it's like work. But you can't clean the Craft Mansion, can you? No. Oh, you can't clean the Mars Rover in real life. I have enough cleaning to do at home. Yeah, that's the <laughs>
2: trouble. I'd spend two hours on that, and not the two hours I really need to spend on my kitchen. The
0: funny thing is, right? I did this. I played this, and I got in the mood for cleaning. So I did.
3: I did. I did a bit of cleaning after it in real life. It made me. Yeah, but I'm mean. a clean freak, so I'm always in the mood for cleaning. Yeah, but this will be perfect for you if you've cleaned everything. Get on this game. No, I need escapism. <laughs> not, <laughs> not do
0: How this about, job. Yeah. This... How <laughs>
2: about cleaning my kitchen? <laughs>
3: it's
0: good. I like it. If you just want to relax, it, like gadget, you listen to audio books as well. And if you just want to relax, but do something with your hands and your eyes, oh, it's fucking. It doesn't get in the way of the story you're listening to or anything. It's really good. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, gadget. What you been up to? Anything as cool as Power Wash Simulator? Uh,
1: no, not quite as cool as that. But um, uh, just, carry on, just carrying on through um, Dead Space and Hi-Fi Rush. Um, Dead Space is is opened up with some Metro y stuff, which I'm really enjoying, and some of the changes it's put in have actually scared me. They've as I've gotten into the game, there has been some really good scares. Some shit. It's got dynamic. It's got dynamic like director mode, doesn't it? It has when you go do right. backtracking stuff, but I'm talking about just in like kind of the main run of the story. Like there are some. Oh, right. the, 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 there was an encounter at the end of chapter seven, I think, which uh, doesn't happen in the original game, and I wasn't expecting it, and it got me good. I was like, oh shit! So yeah. Bravo on those I can't lads. wait for this game
0: to be 40 quid. As soon as it's 40 <laughs> quid, I'm, I'm having it, mate.
1: I am having it. You'll fucking love it. Okay. Um, but I'm also I want to give you
5: know. a shout out to the uh, audio design for that game as well because mm. I've been using my 3D audio headset yeah. from PlayStation. and I've oh heard everyone God. says to use that. The voices and stuff you hear as you're playing is just...
0: Whew. Whispering, isn't it? Yeah, yeah.
5: yeah. so good. I
1: mean, it were good back then, so it's got to be even better now. Oh, it's superb! It's absolutely yeah. superb. And I've been doing some of the side quest stuff, like which is all new, so like the backtracking and um, nice. just trying to get stuff unlocked, like get get all the unlocks and get all the suits and that and the great stuff. So, uh, yeah, I'll I'll probably talk about that again when I finish. it. I'll hopefully finish it this week actually, because I'm on chapter ten now of twelve. Uh, but, oh yeah, you'll do it. But the main thing I've been doing been watching a documentary, because you know, like a bit of a Netflix documentary. You do, um, and you know I like a bit of a white collar crime documentary. I don't really like true crime stuff. I don't. I don't. I, I, I'm not a middle aged white woman. I don't like the kind of the murdery stuff. Um, no, you've got you, you've got X Y chromosomes. You're not into it. It's not your thing. Just I'm genetically predisposed not to enjoy <laughs> stuff. Uh, exactly. But no, <laughs> I've been <laughs> uh, me and people watching uh, Madoff, the monster of Wall Street, monster of Wall Street. So it's a, a four part limited series documentary about Bernie Madoff. Who, yeah, I know who he is. Oh, yes. Who uh, was an American fraudster and the mastermind of the largest Ponzi scheme in history. He stole something in the region of $64.8 billion. Yep. Well, probably yep. not in jail either, is he? No, you know, <laughs> he, he, he went to jail. Oh, oh yeah. Wow.
0: Usually they get um, off
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. i mean, I, read, uh, I read a I read a book called Fat Cats of Wall Street and he he had a full chapter to himself,
1: yeah, he died i mean he died last year, but the um the sentence he got it, it i mean you can get the news there's no case of spoiling it he got sentenced to two hundred and fifty years in jail for the yeah. breadth of the theft that he caused what's that is it like the uh, ten consecutive life sentences, something like that well, it, yeah, it was one of those crimes that they can't give a life sentence for because America you generally only get yeah. life sentences for like violent for crime. So, they gave him years rather than. But they, they give him years for every single person he defrauded. <laughs> yeah, um, that was it. <laughs> and the, the, documentary, the, the, the documentary is really well done. It's, it's one of those kind of quite slick Netflix ones. But what I was quite surprised at, they actually had people from his investment firm talk about him, like first hand sources of what he was like, what the office was like, the kind of things he was up to. Uh, none of the people who were like the direct co conspirators, because so the way Madoff d- did things, he, he had his investment firm. Um, which was just like a normal investment firm. like People would call up, they would buy and sell stocks on behalf of people. Like Stratton Oakmont. Yeah. Uh, but then he had, that was on the 19th floor of, of the building he was in. And then on the 17th floor, he had the private investment company where people would, he would invest money on behalf of people, and that was the Ponzi scheme. So most yeah. of the employees that he had were innocent. They didn't do anything wrong. They were just doing an investment company. Um, but the, he had some which were like in a secret office downstairs that were also... Doing this kind of very illegal thing, and if you don't know what a Ponzi scheme is, so a Ponzi scheme is, um, it was it, it it was named after the guy who invented it, called Charles Ponzi, um, mm-hmm. who was the first person to be convicted of it. But basically, you uh, oodles you, you you invest a tenor in me, and I say I can give you a hundred percent return in ten days. Done. In that next ten days, Stig invests a tenor with me. I take that tenor and I use it to pay, pay me back. back. Then Biggie invests, invests twenty quid with me, and I use that to pay a stake back, and so on and so forth. It basically means you are constantly just cycling through money. But yeah, and you can, you can you can launder a lot of it, can't you? A lot of it comes to launder. The thing is, with Bernie Madoff, is the scale of his fraud was so ridiculous. Like he had he had um, princes of Europe like investing in him, but he also had like like old people in Florida investing in him because he'd go down to like the country club in Palm Beach and he'd just be getting all these old retired rich people putting, in, and they put their life savings in with him. And he did it a lot
0: with um, the, the um, retired Jews that go to Florida as well. Yeah. They were getting that, that big family money, and I mean, like, millions. Huge family money, yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, and the, and uh, what I didn't realize in the documentary tells you, like, there were so many times the SEC, which is the Securities and Exchange Commission in America, um, there was about four or five times that they were onto him for something, and he just kind of, like, mm. convinced them off, or they were too friendly with him because he was very well respected on Wall Street. Um, and it wasn't until the financial crash of 2008 when people started, like, quite rightly started wanting to pull their money out. And he's like, I don't have any money. And he had to confess to it. Yeah. And really sadly, like, it was his sons that dubbed him in. I declare bankruptcy! His sons work for the firm. Um, and they, when he told them, they went straight to the FBI and like dubbed him in because they didn't want to be, they couldn't be accessories to his crimes. And they weren't yeah. accessories to his crimes; they just worked at the at the opposite. But firm. how the how, how the justice system in America goes, you've got to defend yourself first, haven't you? Absolutely, <laughs> but um, it's a really well-made documentary. It's very interesting. You hear from people who work for that they, they have the like, kind of actors, kind of do, like doing the visuals, kind of things. There was also some of Madoff's own testimony from when he was doing kind of um, when he was being sued by the victims in 2016. Yeah, um, I remember it. Uh, so you actually get to hear him talk about it. Um, and then you also hear from some of the victims as well. There's there's a handful handful of victims that kind of came forward for it. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's four parts. It's about four hours long um, on Netflix, and I really I really enjoyed it. There was some stuff like I I've heard the Bernie Madoff story before a few times, but there was some stuff in this one I didn't know about. So I was I was quite quite surprised by it, and just surprised it again. It's just one of those really well put together documentaries that Netflix are really good at doing.
2: This is changing yeah. the subject slightly, but did you watch the Poker King with uh, Jack Black? Which is also his, mm. it's not a documentary, but it's a film. And it's, um, he, he plays this, um, um, this polka, you know, uh, I Dancing. don't know how you, yeah, this polka yeah. musician. And he was doing the same thing, like this massive Ponzi scheme. But that's pretty interesting. No, I haven't seen this. that. That's worth a watch. It's, is he like, rig
1: a goo, rig a Yeah, of course he is. All the way through it.
2: Yeah. <laughs> All the way to jail.
5: Mmm.
0: Cool, mm. cool, 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 cool. Biggie, round us off.
5: Yeah, There's a quick one from me. So Good. I was under pressure to get two seasons finished. One was Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. Mm. I managed to get the battle pass done and get uh, 250 rank on the Prestige. Are, so they, are these that. battle
0: passes timed for like a couple of months or something like that?
5: Yeah. Mm. Oh, that stressed me out. So. I'd, get it,
0: I'd have to do it first weekend because it stressed me out when <laughs> it was <were>
5: there. No. <laughs> I've enjoyed my time with it. I'm very happy. I'll, I'll play the next one, uh, the next season awesome. when it comes out. But uh, the main one I um, wanted to quickly mention was the Division 2, which has become my little comfort game. And I know I've talked You're about it before. you <laughs> <laughs> He just wants it what on the they pod do, He loves it. But what they do is they've done um, seasons as well to keep people going back yeah, and playing no. it. And that's no. what I did. I dropped into it. And they've just been doing season 10. And this was a manhunt. And it's basically just an event where um, you have to track down um, the, the main target by completing various activities around the map. Which then gives you intel on where the five rogue agents are hiding out, and mm. the battles are really tough, really challenging. Um, you can obviously try and do it solo or get mates in to help you. And, um, I of, bet your level's clan, really high on Division Two. No, nah, it's not as high as some of the people I've been playing with, really. But uh, I got stuck on the very last level, it was really hard, and managed to get mm. somebody from our clan to come in and help. Is it still having them and, like uh, them
0: end, end bosses where? loads of like goons turn up and you've still got to focus on the boss firing at you and the goons oh, turn yeah, up. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I, fucking, I think Division 2 is sensational as a single-player game.
5: It's a full-on, intense uh, battle, without a doubt. And that's yeah. what I enjoy about it. It's just, you can drop in and out and this season, there was so no good. pressure to do it, but I quite enjoy playing it. And uh, now that I've completed these, I can go back and can probably start God of War, maybe, Ragnarok. Or Isn't it nice, though, so that like,
0: you, you bought the Division 2 when you did and you've got this much content out of it? That's a good yeah, feeling. That's a good feeling. Just dropping
5: in out of it, and that's what I like yeah. about it. There's no pressure to play it. But somebody mentioned it was happening, so I had a look. You never hear about goals, Division so. Two
0: having like morphing. It's just it's not on anyone's radar anymore, is it? But oh,
5: God. no, there's a new season. Uh, actually, funny enough, has been delayed. There's been some issues with it apparently, so it's supposed to come out this week. I do, I do, I do look bit. forward
0: to a third one. I, I really like Division. I think it's one of... the I,
5: I, I would love it's, to see a third one.
0: Great great um, with, ducking and shooting mechanics and stuff. I think it's really good. And great clothes. Yeah, obviously really good with,
5: clothes. yeah, obviously with Ubisoft's issues, we'll have to see if they come out of the Division yeah. 3. It's a focal yeah. point or not. But mm. yeah, I love it. Still, still enjoy it.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Whew, it's time for the main topic. This is a doozy. We are making... Non-romantic films into romantic films. <laughs> this um, I've put a lot of work into mine. I don't know if you guys have put a lot of work into yours. I know Candy hasn't. I
3: have
0: um, <laughs> page uh, and a half.
5: Mine's debatable.
0: Yeah. So um, I'm going to start with Candy. Actually, as the most romantic amongst us. Right. <clears throat>
2: don't worry. It'll be quick. So I'm going to do it in this. I side love of your sex tip.
0: <laughs> Don't worry. It'll be quick.
2: This like, summer. Get ready to get addicted to love. In Darinovsky's latest comedy, Requiem for a Dreamboat. Meet Harry. <laughs> <laughs> meet Harry in Tyrone See Love. Two city kids down on the luck but high on life. They're ready to do whatever it takes to make the big leagues. But what happens when someone gets a little romance injected into their life? Enter Marion. She just wants to get away from her boss, Big Tim. He's a tough-talking, money-making, booby-grabbing mob- mobster. We'll stop at nothing to win Marion's affections. Let's hope she doesn't make an ass of herself. And let's not talk about Harry's crazy mum, Sarah. Did the fridge just talk to her or is she going crazy? In an electrifying performance from Ellen Burstyn. Sometimes, love costs an arm and a leg. Requiem for a
4: dreamboat.
2: <laughs> Have just a little taste in the theatre near you. And now I'd just like to hand it over to you, the test audience, and invite you to ask questions about the plot.
0: Um. Yeah, um... Requiem for a Dream is quite a harrowing film. Mm-hmm. What differences does this have in relation to Requiem for a Dream, though?
2: Uh, well, well, this is obviously um, a laugh a minute. Requiem for a Dream.
0: Oh, just so it's uh, a rom-com?
2: Requiem for a Dream only has nine or ten hilarious moments, but this is just be <laughs> laughing, oh, yeah. laughing, laughing your way through it.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Is there any standout performances?
2: Well, an electrifying one from Ellen Burstein, as I said, you'll be—you'll uh, <laughs> be addicted to her performance, and uh, you'll get the chills from oh her God. interaction with the fridge.
1: This is terrible. <laughs> but first of all, Candy, how dare you? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Tom. Oh, okay. From the mind that from the mind R- that R- brought
3: R- brought us that amazing Jane Austen, like. Uh, Back in Time Robot
0: G.I.
2: Jane Austen. Yeah, G.I. Jane Austen.
3: She makes films
0: for the pun. That's what she does. She does it all for the pun. And sometimes the there's no substance. There. There's no substance to the pun. And
2: I, d- I didn't have that much time to get this one prepared, unfortunately. Just a week. But just I don't seven, think... Sometimes you don't, you don't need a full plot. You just give them the little snippets of what they need. It
0: speaks for itself, doesn't it?
2: It's a masterpiece.
0: <laughs> Sounds it. I mean, I, I probably would see it, that's the thing. <laughs>
2: That's the thing.
0: Uh, With that cast as well. Mm.
2: Mm. All right, then. Leto at his finest.
0: (laughs) God, God. you know I'm a big fan. (laughs) Fucking hell. Biggie, follow
5: that. Oh, it gets worse. (laughs) (laughs) The Good, the Bad and the Ugly, directed by Sergio Leone, starring Clint Eastwood, Lee Van Cleef and Eli Wallach. During the Civil War, a mercenary and known bigot, Angel Eyes, is interrogating local former Confederate soldiers for stealing a cache of Confederate gold. He's looking for a former soldier called Carson, who knows where it's hidden. Kills his boss so that he can try and keep all the gold for himself. In a separate town, Bandit Tuco is rescued from bounty hunters by a lone drifter known as Blondie. Blondie takes Tuco to the local sheriff and claims the bounty. Whilst in jail, Tuco learns from a dying man known as Carson, that there is gold in one of the local towns, hidden in a specific grave site. As two are about to be hung, Blondie sh- suddenly shoots the noose from a distance and they ride off together and split the money. This is kind of in that maverick, Jodie yeah, yeah. Foster, Mel Gibson kind of style.
0: I, that's exactly what I had in my head when you were doing <laughs> I, They repeat absolutely. this in several towns. Swastbuckling
5: romance. Cute, funny montages and they're playing gambling cards, all that kind yeah. of stuff. Uh, until they arrive at the same town as where Angel Eyes is staying and where the gravesite is too. Cue the same kind of scam as Angel Eyes is then sent after them by the local sheriff with a bounty, dead or alive. In the next town, after a night of drinking and gambling, the two end up back in their room and we discover there are a couple. The next day, they hear rumours that someone is looking for them. They end up hiding in a local hallhouse by dressing up as two women that they tie up in gang. Little did they know that they've taken out the two showgirls that were about to perform (laughs) instead. Cue the big show tune. They end up starting a bar fight and make their escape to the hills where the gravesite is. Angel Eyes catches up with them and we now have a three-way cockfight with a Mexican standoff. (laughs) Blondie notices that Angel Eyes is looking at him in a very sexual way and realises that actually he is actually gay. Angel's oh. about to kill them both. Plot twist. When Tuco reveals the location of the gold, he will tell Angel where it is if he spares his life. Blondie then looks angry as he feels betrayed. Cue the staring. Cue the sexy eye looking. Gun aims back and forth at each other. Then all of a sudden, a gun goes off. Angel is down. Tuco's gun never goes off. And he looks confused. We then see a flashback of him back in the, be- back in the room in a drunken sleep, revealing all his secrets whilst drunk and we see Blondie unloading his gun. Tuco looks on in horror as Blondie then puts a noose around Tuco's head and balances him on a horse. As he rides away with the gold off in the distance, the horse eventually bolts. The noose was actually deliberately left loose, and Tuco is saved, bruised, but left to think about him betraying Blondie for the money instead of love.
0: Oh, mate. The end. That's good! I
4: like
5: that. That's (laughs) it.
3: <laughs> I come
0: up with. <laughs> no, I like that. I like that. I was like, oh, yeah. When's that coming out?
3: I oh, after, Killzone. <laughs>
0: <laughs> after Killzone. After Kill yeah. That's really good. I like that. I like that a lot. Um, I'll go next. Um, spoiler alert because I'm going to go for the full plot of a film by Christopher Nolan. <clears throat> so get ready. But in my own romantic way, I'm not revealing the title yet. When Earth loses its desire for love and keeping the human race prospering in the future, a farmer and ex-NASA pilot, Joseph Cooper, is tasked to pilot a spacecraft along with a team of researchers to find a new planet that could spur mankind into a romantic revival of joy and keep the human race alive. This
1: sounds like a fucking porn parody.
0: (laughs) Get ready. Get ready. The film opens with with elderly people talking... In, in like Talking Heads style interviews discussing how when they were young they did all kind of romantic stuff and being fingered in the cinema and stuff during courtship, <laughs> then how one day people woke up and the world became ugly and only being able to eat corn made people fat and not horny.
3: Famous famous <laughs> Nolan dialogue. Yeah, I used to get fingered in the cinema.
0: <laughs> yeah, keep going. Cooper, played by Matthew McCogney, as uh, Big Eard carlin or Mahogany or whatever he called remember when he called it (laughs) (laughs) Mahogany 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 yeah Mahogany was one of the last people on earth to father children Tom and Murph Um, every night Murph explains to Cooper that a ghost is in her room Cooper also happens to be an ex-party planner and dating expert many years ago and then tasked by NASA to run um, uh, sorry tasked by NASA run by Doctor Size of a Tangerine played by Michael Caine Uh, That's his name in this, Doctor Size of a Tangerine. Uh, (laughs) Cooper is tasked by NASA and the Doctor to go to space with Dr Brand, played by Anne Hathaway, who upon first meeting gives him a cheeky, sexy smile and a wink and simply says, hello, and Cooper smiles back. They're tasked to find planets in a nearby solar system that looks beautiful enough to inspire sexual revolution like the 1960s (laughs) or the 1990s. Other scientists join the mission... And they're also accompanied by an AI robot called Tars, played by Gilbert Gottfried, as it is deemed his <laughs> voice to be an aphrodisiac. Beautiful <clears throat> <"The> voice! <laughs> so they travel past the daddy of planets Jupiter that gives the party a cheeky wink and provides them with some much needed morale, and they enter a deep, dark brown hole to cross an Einstein-Rosen bridge to another galaxy. The first planet they visit, unfortunately, doesn't go to plan, and it is inhabited solely by incel cis white males named Blake, all played by <laughs> Casey Affleck. <laughs> so like any sane scientist, they nuke the planet out of orbit. Um, they then go to the second planet. It seems really romantic and perfect. Uh, they see a scientist's shuttle, for, and a, a, where it's touched down from the previous mission, and they await... Uh, awaken a scientist who's been in hypersleep. It's only bloody Jason Barnes, Matt Damon. At first, it seems this could be a new world of love, but it turns out Matt Damon is a chronic masturbator, and like any sane scientist, (laughs) they nuke the planet out of orbit. (laughs) There's a theme. Uh, the The last planet seems too distant, and Cooper decides it's too late and wishes to spend his final years with his children back on Earth and states he will go back through the brown hole to go home. Dr Brand goes to the last planet, codenamed Planet The Notebook, in which the whole world (laughs) is a cabin by a lake and there's a light romantic drizzle of rain. It's always pouring and every window has a a net curtain and a candle blowing effortlessly in the breeze across the whole planet. Back into the brown hole, Cooper ends up in a tesseract form of his daughter's bedroom and attempts to explain that romance can only be found from within. So repeatedly knocks books off a shelf with titles including Twilight and Twilight 2, The Wolfening, Fifty Shades of Grey, Mills and Boone's books, and the ultimate book, Pride and Prejudice. This triggers something within Murph, and due to some mad time shit, humanity decides to create a space <laughs> station with a new religion of erotic fan fiction and romance novels. This works, and Cooper wakes up in this station and meets his now elderly daughter. Murph, has an old lady with a huge family whispers to her dad, I'll have what she's having. It triggers something in Cooper, <laughs> who then hijacks a ship to fly back through the brown hole to the planet... The, the notebook, that's what the planet's called. He lands, and Dr Brand is stood there, waiting in the rain, crying and looking beautiful. Cooper runs up to uh, Brand, embraces her and kisses her and whispers, you had me at hello. Directed by Christopher Nolan, <laughs> the film smash cuts to its title, Incel Stella. <laughs> 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 That's it.
4: Fucking oh, hell noodles. Yeah.
0: Romantic, isn't it? It's beautiful, that. And that is the full plot of Interstellar in a weird, in a weirder form. <laughs>
1: I really did expect uh, you to put like about six sex
0: scenes in there as
4: well.
0: Yeah, well yeah, well, there's the masturbating uh, Jason Bourne bits.
2: That's the uncut version. The director's cut. Uh, yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. But yeah, Intel Stella. Um in cinemas soon.
1: Um, Amazing. That's ridiculous. <laughs> follow that.
5: Okay.
1: I mean I can't follow- I do have something ridiculous. Not to that level, but I have something ridiculous. It's romantic though, isn't it? Yeah. I feel like so, I might
3: be the only one to write an actual rom-com
1: here. I think.
4: <laughs> There's the funny bits in
1: this. So, so I, I, I took my, my inspiration less from kind of like a direct kind of like cheesy hallmarky um, rom-com. That's a rom-com! No, 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 no. But I, I've, got, I, I've, I've gone down the path of the Shaun of the Dead trod with, the, with a kind of a Zom rom-com, like a horror rom-com. Yeah. Because I've gone for Silent Hill. Directed by Christoph Gans, <laughs> written by Roger Avery, starring Rada Mitchell, Sean Bean, Laurie Holden, Deborah Unger, Kim Coates, Alice Creed, and Roberto Campanella. Ooh. Campanella, yeah. Yeah. Um, and, you know, uh, respectively, those characters are Rose De Silva, Christopher De Silva, Sybil Bennett, Dahlia Gillespie, Thomas Gucci, Christabella, and Pyramid Head. <laughs> <laughs> very romantic <laughs> so uh rose and christopher are in a marriage counseling session as the film opens dr gucci uh, listens to them bickering about minor annoyances and con- inconveniences none of it's the kind of thing that would break up a relationship but they're so fixated on their minor problems they can't see past them he recommends they try a method of working together that's a little unusual but he's heard really good things and he hands them a leaflet for the escape park silent hill the leaflet says the town is a larger version of an escape room with a full town with actors to encourage them to work together. They begrudgingly go. They arrive at the welcome center and Dahlia greets them from the front desk. She's cheery and charming and tells them the experience will start in the morning, and they'll be staying overnight at the hotel on the outskirts of the town, uh, then they'll be bust into the starting zone in the morning. The hotel is nice and their rooms separately. Christopher is annoyed by the locked out adult channels. Rose has, an, has a luxurious bath. They both end up getting drunk separately and falling asleep. In the morning, they get into a small van driven by Dahlia. They're told to put on hoods so they can't memorise the way back out, as that would ruin the game for them. Uh, they ride for a while as fog, as we see fog rolling in. The van stops and they try to ask Dahlia a question, but get no answer. When they take their hoods off, she's gone. There are no instructions left in the van. They get out to a desolate, decrepit looking town. They look worried for a moment before launching into another argument. The sound of an air raid siren is heard in the distance, which they take as a signal that the game has begun. They start to explore the town. Without having any guidance, they keep finding nothing and just bitching at each other until they happen across a woman dressed in a motorcycle cop uniform, who introduces herself as Sybil. She tries to tell them that they're in danger, which Rose accepts with a wink. They think Sybil is one of the actors, but she keeps trying to tell them about strange going on and people disappearing. Mm. Christopher checks Sybil out, which Rose notices, they have a big fight, and she wanders off to cool off. Rose wanders down the street muttering to herself as she happens across a disfigured monster that's chittering in the street. She walks past it saying, I don't have the fucking time for this. It attacks her, but she kicks it hard and reiterates that she's not in the mood for this. And then she says sorry to the actor and walks off, or to what she believes is the actor. Christopher wanders to a different street, looking for Rose, where where things dart around in the shadows. He happens upon the disembodied head of Dahlia. He's impressed at what he thinks is the quality of the special effects. He picks it up and even comments that it's a bit warm. He takes it with him to show Rose, knowing that she'll be impressed too. Christopher runs into Rose and shows her the head. She is impressed at it. Sybil appears and is horrified that they're carrying a human head. The siren blasts again, and from the darkness, Pyramid Head walks towards them. Rose makes a wolf whistle at his muscles. Sybil spots him and starts to shoot. He walks up to her, and... uh, Have you guys seen the Silent Hill movie? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He walks up to her, and he flays her alive, much like he does to that character in that film, where he just kind of grabs her and rips off the skin. Um, Yeah. Again... Rose and Christopher are impressed at the special effects and have a moment trying to work out just how he did that. Pyramid Head walks up to them, picks up Christopher by the throat and throws him across the street, injuring him. At this point, they believe this might actually be real. Uh, Rose freaks out and runs to Christopher. She drags him up and helps him as they run away. They run to a church and happen upon Christabella and her coven preparing a ritual. She says that this theme park is built upon a nexus of power and she wishes to bring her lost loved ones back from the underworld. Rose, Rose says, fuck off, this is stupid, And um, but then she spots <laughs> that they have Dahlia's body on an altar, and we get reaction shots of Christopher and Rose as they are horrified by whatever Christa, Christabella is doing off-screen to the body, so you've got, like, squelchy, horrible sound effects, and then just go, ooh, ooh, ah, all the time through it. Pyramid Head <laughs> walks in with Sybil's body and carrying Dahlia's head. The couple run out and, call, and try to call the police, but no one answers. They then call uh, Dr. Gucci and shout at him for sending them to a death trap, but he doesn't answer either, so they leave a a very angry message on his phone. While they decide what to do, Pyramid Head gets the drop on them and grabs Christopher, dragging him, kicking and screaming into the church. Rose tries to give chase, but Christabella scares her off, telling her that she can live. They only need one more soul for the ritual. Rose tries to run for help, but gets herself turned around. The fog is so thick that she can't work out where to go for help. As night falls, she decides she needs to rescue Christopher. She sneaks upon the church and peers through the window. He's tied to a crucifix with a shirt off with a pentagram drawn on his chest. Nice. But potentially, potentially enjoying the experience. Mm. She sneaks in a service door and tries to creep up to the altar. While Christabella's back is turned, she runs to the crucifix and tries to untie her husband. They have rush, hushed whispered apologies as she works at the knots. Christabella spots them and sets Pyramid Head on them. Rose panics and sets the church on fire by pushing over several candelabras. She then picks up something heavy and throws the pyramid which hits him in the knee with a crack. He screams and falls to the floor. He shouts for help in a whiny human voice. He throws the metal pyramid off and shouts for help from Dahlia at a very camp tone. Uh, from the side room, Dahlia and Sybil appear with fire extinguishers and put the fire out. Rose and Christopher are confused, and it explains to them it was all in the brochure. Did they really think it was real? Didn't they get on better than before? They'd apologised and gotten past their problems with each other. Rose punches Dahlia square in the nose as they walk off as the fog recedes. They walk down the street as they discuss that it actually was really convincing. <laughs> and that, That's how we end.
3: <laughs> I kind of All like it. Ever yeah. here is just whenever the word
1: "name rolls, it says,
3: rose" is just rose, <laughs> <laughs> I was,
1: I, I was, I was trying to make it like because because it was like the show of the dead thing, but also I kind of wanted to play on that uh, on game night where they don't mm, believe that it's yeah. a real thing that's happening throughout most of it, and um, but then kind of flip it around when it turns out it actually isn't a real thing. Um, mm.
0: it's just re- just a really well done thing there's um, not enough shagging in it for my liking there isn't
1: there isn't that much shagging in Silent Hill in general
0: there isn't any in Intercellar,
1: but <laughs> I mean you get <laughs> I mean you get Laurie Holden in Leather Pants what more do you want yeah she's good she's but, good but yes so, so, so the, rom- the romantic, romantic horror comedy that is Silent Hill
0: I can <laughs> see the the DVD cover now with Pyramid Head like In the background, they're looking at each other like hands on the chins. Yeah, pyramid heads like
2: dressed in pink or with a nice like beige kind of jumper, knitwear, knitwear.
0: (laughs) You should instead of pyramid head, you should have made him a love heart head. (laughs) (laughs) That'd have worked.
3: Cool, Stig. Finishes up. Right. Okay. So, this film takes place in New York with two of the big ad agencies, are be- two of the biggest ad agencies are based. One is run by a man called Victor Lazaro, played by Harv Presnell, and the other by Hollis Miller, played by CCH Pounder. They're both focusing on trying to secure one of the biggest ad campaigns both companies have ever seen, the rights to Sasha Hassler, Gina Gershon's beauty range. It's the <laughs> biggest beauty range in the world and worth millions to those who secure it. It's a cutthroat business advertising, and both sides need to bring in the best to secure the contract. So imagine a scene where Lazaro and Miller are kind of talking to their team. It's like smash cutting between them as they're both kind of sprouting off ideas. I say, we need to get to Hasler. We need to find out what makes her tick, what she's into, what, what's the best way we can exploit her for the ad campaign. And they both realize that they need the, the best freelance advertisers in the business to woo her. So after all this, the camera cuts to Lazaro, who says, get me Sean Archer. And then Miller says, cuts to Miller he says, get me Castor Troy. So my romantic <laughs> comedy is Face Off, a 90s <laughs> romantic <laughs> comedy starring Nicolas Cage and John Travolta who have to face off against each other in order really? to try and win the affection of Sasha, Sasha Hasler in order to try and secure her ad campaign.
0: Sasha, Sasha, oh, Sasha.
3: <laughs> Love that film. But the thing is that Sasha doesn't know this. So both Caster and Sean are going to use their connections and charm to try and place themselves in situations where they meet Hasler and try and get close to her. So obviously Caster and Sean, being the two best in the business, they know each other very well, and they bump into each other on the way to this gala where Sasha's at. After getting chatting, they soon realise that they're actually on the same kind of assignment. So we get a good old comedy chase across New York between the two trying to get to the gala first. They're slowing each other down, they're causing each other to... Get messy and mucky. You know, remember, Face Off is directed by John Woo. So there's, there's doves. There's so doves. we get a standoff moment between the two. There's lots of slow motion. But no, because it's New York, we have loads of pigeons. Pigeons in slow <laughs> yeah, motion, yeah. not doves. Bang into it, bang into it. But Sean is the one that makes it to the gala first, and Caster is left in the literal dirt. So when he gets to the gala, he's too dirty and they won't let him in. Eventually, though, <laughs> Caster does make contact with Sasha after he sabotages Sean and gets him arrested. So he just happens to be in the place that Sean should have been in. So um to meet up with uh with Sasha. So we have a string of comedy uh romance romantic comedy dates, but Castor and Sean keep trying to sabotage each other, all kind of stupid shit you'd see in these films, like you know, one of them breaks into the other apartment and replaces his shampoo with hair dye and that kind of shit. Like they're just oh, causing no. they're just causing each other all kinds of problems where they can't make these dates or the dates just go wrong. Mm. but as it's an um, because it's the 90s we're going to have Sean take uh, Sasha to a New York Knicks game and we're going to have loads of cameos from Basketball Stars and we're also going to have them go to a big celebrity bash and we'll have cameos from the likes of Pamela Anderson and William Shatner but also again it's John Woo so he's pulled on a few favours and we've got John Claude Van Damme in there who he directed Ooh, yes. in Hard Target and he's going to be surrounded by all kinds of beautiful women and playing like a complete egomaniac just, just It'd because be a stre- it's a bit a stretch for Van Damme, that
5: yeah. playing against type. Yeah,
3: yeah, it's just it's just going to be one of no, but it's going to be one of those you know classic nineties. Let's just get loads of cameos in there from random people. Yeah, yeah, yeah they, do it, but, they used to do it all fucking time. Yeah, but the turning point in this movie is that when we suddenly discuss that Sasha's actually really down to earth and she hates these kind of things. So what she does is her and Caster bail out of the party, leaving her assistant Wanda, This is another random character in Face Off stressing um, because the star of the party is no longer there. So uh, Wanda's going to be her assistant. She's going to be that typical neurotic type assistant that's the butt of a lot of jokes. Oh, my God. Yeah, in these 90s kind of films. So they eventually go around New York. They have a chat. They get to know each other. They let the hair down. They let the guard down. And then they start to reveal themselves about each other. And suddenly Caster has a change of heart and realises that he's actually developing feelings for her. So between all the dates, oh, no. we have some side stories with Pollux <laughs> Troy, Caster's over-the-top gay brother, remember? 90s, <laughs> so plenty of gay stereotype tropes.
1: Right, and, yes.
3: Yeah, and Sean's teenage grunge daughter, Jamie, who both absolutely adore Sasha, and they actually get brought in on the plans to try and win and she's Sasha She's grunge, over. so she's got a nose ring. Oh, yeah, she's like pure, like, 90s grunge teenager, yeah. yeah. Uh, Eve Archer, she'll just be Sean's ex, um... I've literally just brought her into the film so I could get her in, and she's married to Tito. If you remember the, uh, his,
4: <laughs> yeah, I do. his boss who gets set on fire, <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah, I remember. <laughs> <laughs> and I literally just brought the, that's that's all the reason they're in for, and it's just to to get across the fact that she left him because he cares more about the job than he actually does his family, and that's why this split up. So, yeah, eventually this um, scheme comes crashing down around Castor and Sean after they get into a fight at a film premiere, after he tells Sean that he's quit and he's going to tell Sasha the truth behind it all because he loves her. Sean never really developed those feelings, though, and he wants to just secure the contract. So they end up in a fight which ends up at the feet of Sasha, who tells Castor to leave her alone and never speak to her again. She eventually Mm. signs up with Lazaro's ad agency against a better judgment. Sean tries to apologize to Sasha, but she slaps him as he leaves the board. As she leaves the boardroom, but after a heart-to-heart with his daughter Jamie, Sean knows what he has to do. Do you remember the ending of a of face-off as he's walking to the house, and you see this like really yeah. weird slow motion of John Travolta's face passing the windows? So yeah. we're gonna we're gonna keep that in. So We're gonna have that exact oh, yeah. moment, but this time he works. Yeah, but this time he's going to Castor Troy's house. But to tell him that he's quit Lazaro's he didn't take the money and as one last favour he knows where Sasha is so he tells Caster where she is and Caster races across the city trying to find her um, and when he finds her he does a big speech in the rain about why he's sorry and he loves her all the usual tropey gumph. and he runs up the steps and she runs down the steps to each other and they kiss in the rain as the camera pans up and then doves from the wedding at the church
0: next door <laughs> oh, are released yeah! across the screen in slow there motion End of film. Brilliant. I loved it. It's got one missing thing, though. A maximum security magnet prison. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but unlike some people, I pick, I made my own plot up. So did I. <laughs> so did I. So, yeah, yeah, mine,
5: I'm not, mine had original. some original material.
4: I was talking about mine, were
0: com- <laughs> mine were completely original. I don't know what you're talking about. Completely original. None of that happens in Interstellar in incel Stella, that happens <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> Fuck, speak, I was just about to say speaking of incels but I'm not going to no, speak, no. speak, speaking of romantic beautiful
1: people uh, have we got a bulging sack uh, we, we have had a couple of bits of feedback uh, so first off I've got Xenos um, and he suggested a quiet place it's now about a librarian falling in love with a non-verbal autistic man and having to learn sign language to communicate more easily with him if you well, insist was... on the monsters being real, they show up about ten, in a 10-second news report about what actually happens when the entire US military attacks a bunch of aliens, where the military reduces them to quivering sacks of jelly within 10 minutes because of their uh, their internal organs are vulnerable to bullets. Their carapaces sure as hell don't violate physics enough to stop kinetic energy being transferred through them and liquefying them from sheer force. <laughs> I feel like Xenos has a problem with A Quiet Place. <laughs> no, it's because it's because I forced him. It, it, yeah. This was an interaction we were
0: both having in the, in the Discord, I was winding him up. I was in a winding up mood. Oh, I was winding right. him up and uh, I forced it out of him. <laughs> he,
1: he also oh, yeah, then, he, good. Then finishes off. Everyone glances at the TV, questions what the hell that was all about, and then they don't come up again. <laughs> <laughs> it, it counts. It yeah. counts. They were in it. And the mm. other one, the other one we had was from Super Natty Cat.
4: Mm-mm.
1: Now, okay. rem- now remember, this woman has a diseased brain. Is it Adam Sandler? (laughs) Weirdly enough, no. Oh. So, The Woman in Black. Uh Oh. It's 1906. Men are real men, and women are mere soft creatures who stroke fluffy kittens, laugh at men's jokes, and breastfeed 13 children before being committed (laughs) to life as the perfect housewife. I mean, I'm impressed... I'm impressed at the breastfeeding. Still, th- are you just said <laughs> <laughs> Get, get me one be. of those. Get me one of those. <laughs> I'm impressed at the breastfeeding thirteen children before being committed to life as the perfect housewife. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> mm. So it's, it's like the apprenticeship
0: before marriage. That um, is. That's why um, women have six breasts, though, isn't it? Because they have that many children. Yeah, mm.
2: we have litters. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Far um. So. She then goes on to say, screen fades to black, a picture of Daniel Radcliffe wearing nothing but some white boxes with red love hearts on them, with a dead decaying woman in a black dress is chasing him down the street. Then there's Arthur, Mm. Arthur can't catch a break. Down in luck and love he just can't seem to find the right woman for him, but after a crazy taxi ride with his new best friend Jerome, things take a ghostly unexpected turn. Every little thing she does is magic by sting players in the background as Dan Radcliffe is fighting off a dead corpse with a fire poker. Known only as the woman in black, the two hit things off, and Arthur's life would never be the same. Arthur stabs the woman in black in the heart with a rusty pole. She laughs and licks his chin as her mouldy lips fall off and they tumble <laughs> to the ground. Which Every little thing she does is magic. Oh my
5: god. This summer,
1: get ready for the motion picture of the 1900s. I I just feel like no one's... I don't know if you've ever seen a
3: romantic comedy. <laughs> not really. I, mean, I don't like them. I mean, I'm not massively fan of them, but... Jesus!
2: I mean, they're I've just seen, the same films with an upbeat soundtrack.
3: I've seen Hitch. Remember the Hitch? I wish I didn't.
2: That's
0: a romantic comedy. Yeah, but I'm not gonna do Hitch, but like
3: the Terminator. I've never seen a romantic <laughs> comedy about a, a ghostly figure or or people being nuked from orbit. <laughs> you've not watched the right ones. That's why
4: you've
0: not watched mm. I like- Stella. Yeah, Incel Stella's fucking porn parody, that. It fucking well, is. Porn is love.
2: Come Baby on. it don't hurt me.
0: <laughs> yeah, no more. Excellent. Thank you very much, those who wrote in, and for all these excellent ideas that Hollywood are probably going to steal from us. Uh, as always... Links to all our extracurricular activities are in the show notes and at modernescapism.co.uk and please consider becoming a patron to help support our endeavour and please, please, please give us a five-star review and don't forget to write in the uh, Biggie's love letters this month. It's a -a once-in-a-lifetime experience for Biggie to read out your love letters and advice, agony aunt, agony uncle, whatever he wants to be. This is the one month to do it. Uh, Next week, we are discussing and... Arguing on best couples in media, actual couples. Stig uh, in the in our green room told me they have to be couples. You can't just say like like we, like we explained Snake and Otacon. They are not actually an item. As much as I want that to happen, <laughs> <laughs> they've got to be a couple.
1: So you, can't, you we, can't fan fiction at oodles. No, it's got to be
0: real couples in films, uh, books, TV, games, anything. Bring out, bring bring me favourites like. For, for whatever reason you want, it's going to be a nice little discussion on that. But this, for you non-patrons, is where the love stops. There's no more love that we can give you because you don't pay for our love. So it's the end of a podcast for you. For everyone else that is a patron, you do pay for our love, and we will reciprocate that with an extra segment in the green. Room. And a So a bit, of- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're filthy in love, Monkey <laughs> stick. You're absolute filth. <laughs> but yes, this has been a podcast, a lovely, lovely podcast. We'll see you next time. Good night.
4: Bye. Bye. Bye.
0: Hail Dirk Thank you (laughs) It's 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 the the language of love isn't it I need to change my audio settings you're coming through as French